Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bubba Jenkins and Marina Shafir. Yay, yay. I want to thank our sponsors, D-Cypher, D-I-C-Y-P-H-E-R. It's a lifestyle firm designed to make your life better. Today's world is full of difficulty. Why not make your life easier? Decipher is a company designed to cover a wide range of issues, all with the goal of making life painless. They do life and mental coaching. They decipher takes a no bullshit approach to coaching. They'll advise you. They they'll, they will advise and help you reach your goals. All coaching is done by phone rather than in person, allowing clients the ability to reach them at any time. They have coached celebrities, MMA fighters, porn stars, boxers, and many more. Check them out at di hyphen cipher.com. Also, Remove It Restoration. Has your business been vandalized with graffiti? Have gang members destroyed your storefront? Check out Remove It Restoration, 1-888-424-9697 or go to removeitrestoration.com. Don't leave your storefront in the hands of the amateurs. Go to the pros. American Icon Autographs. Sign collectibles from UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, and everything else in between. Past signings have included Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marlis Conan, and more. Go to AIASE.com. Check them out. Also, Camara Coffee. K-I-M-E-R-A-K-O-F-F-E-E.com. They have the best tasting coffee I have ever tasted. They also have nootropics, which are brain vitamins. Okay. The benefits from nootropics have been found. Nootropics have been found and help counteract things like Alzheimer's, brain injuries, dementia, and Parkinson's. If you want to increase your focus, nourish your brain, and reap the proven health benefits, check out Camara Coffee. Use the code MMA Roasted. And finally, tip a fighter. Fighters are grotesquely underpaid, okay? Let's make a difference. Let's get these fighters paid. I can't tell you how many fighters I talk to that are like, I'm working 12 part-time jobs. It's complete bullshit, okay? We can make a difference by giving them money. Go to tipafighter.com, at tipafighter. All right, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. We're loaded today. We got Makwan Amir Khani. We have Kamaru on the show, as well as Lance Palmer. Uh, I'm here with Bubba J. What's up, man? What's up? What's up, my, my fans out there that have been missing me? I've been missing y'all, too. What I, happened? I got sick, man. I got, you know, I was training, you know, and I, I'm not going to say I was overtraining because I hadn't been training serious, hard for that long. I just, my body shut down. I got to listen to my body, and, you know, I had a little strep throat, a little bit of this, had to take a Z pack, had to get right, you know, had to get my vitamins up, drink some orange juice, so little chicken noodle soup. So you were home for 10 soup. days straight? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was, I was in the bed for nine days, and on that 10th day, I had to take a flight to Virginia to, to talk to the troops, you know, my hometown and, and you know, na- big Navy, military, Army background nice. over there. So I had, you know, I, I had to do my due diligence with my 102 fever. I got on the plane and I and I, and I I went and talked to the people. Wow. But I'm now. back, man. I'm feeling much better and, you know, getting back in there, starting to run again, getting everything back in. We, you know, we're 44 days out. So, you know, it's not too, it's not time to panic just yet. You know, we're, we're, we're good. Your wife takes care of you? Wife always takes care of me, man. She did. She did a miraculous job of of, of keeping my fever low, although there's times during that time that I did not like her. I was I was cold, but I was sweating, and I had to keep my fever low. And so, but I was I was freezing, so I wanted to keep the blankets on me. But she wouldn't uh, she she would not let me have a blanket, and she put the fan on me. I was free. I, I went to sleep freezing, and I you know I was waking up every other, every hour or so. But I was like, Yo, babe, I'm cold. She's like, No, babe, you have a fever. So you know, I, I, we, have you thought about postponing the fight or no? No, hell no, hell no. He 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 gonna get this work. <laughs> November 20, JP gonna get this work. Did you go back to the gym today? 
Yeah, I was in the gym. And I've been how, in the gym ever since I've been feeling better. So, okay, and has it was it tough the first day back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the last three days have been pretty tough. Today I was – and I usually – when we spar, I usually go for a little two-mile run before my sparring, you know, just to kind of give you that, like, you know, that first round isn't how fresh you're going to be for the fight. You know, right. just kind of – some people simulate however they want to simulate. I usually go for a run before before we spar. And today, man, first round of the sparring session, we did our rounds. I was feeling it. But, you know, it, it's because I had the antibiotics and things like that. And, you know, my gas tank was great before we, before we got sick. So, you know, in the next week – or so we should be picking back up and now you have know. you thought about going over to kings or uh alliance for a day or two just to get like a different looks uh, i've done that when i was when i was with previous management we went to kings and things like that and and get different looks but when i'm with antonio with that body shop you know there's a lot of guys in there that can give us different looks and antonio is a chameleon man he can imitate and do whatever he wants to do as far antonio, as senior or junior Senior, 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 yeah. senior. but a- Antonio Jr. He's 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 also really scrappy and and he's actually a very similar body type to the guy that I'm fighting. So it's, underrated it's, uh, coach Antonio Senior. You don't hear a lot oh, about yeah. him. McKee's uh, definitely underrated. And Antonio McGee, McKee, who I remember him from. I remember him just because when he was like on a 10-fight winning streak or something. Yeah, he went but, undefeated for like three years. But nobody wanted to fight him. Because, and he had a kind of a, not a boring style, but a wrestling grinding style. Yeah, he, and a he, lot of people. He was a razor blanket. He will cover you and cut you. He's one of those dudes that was like the best kept secret in other organizations. I remember being very con- having a tough. He had a tough time yeah. getting fights. Uh, Antonio McGee Sr., who's Gababa's trainer. Mm. Uh, he was one of these guys that I remember him when he was like in the MFC fighting in Canada. He was like one of these guys that nobody wanted to fight because he would beat you, but he would beat you in a very grinding fashion. Yeah. And now he's coaching. And it's like one of those guys that like takes a bit of your soul. Yes, he takes a little bit out of you yeah. every round. That's yep. for sure. And now he's coaching, I and mean, you don't hear a lot about him though. You never hear Rogan talk about him. But he's but meanwhile he's slowly getting this stable of fighters. You're gonna start hearing about him more. One because I'm gonna be champion. Then his son's gonna follow up and be champion, and everybody's gonna be like, oh well, who's are these? You know, who's coaching these guys? And Antonio knows his things. You know, I, I've been around MMA a long time. Ricardo Laborio is one of the best coaches in the world world um you know down at att and there's i've been to many a different places where i've heard people talk about mma and their philosophies to it and uh, you know antonio is right up there with them knowing what he's talking about whether it's not knowing the particular move to what we're doing oh what i don't know the difference between kimura or this but he can tell you the technique and why you're doing it and you know what's the reasoning behind it and things like that you know it's I like it better that way because it's almost like layman's terms. I don't know what a doctor's mm-hmm. telling me. Just tell me, you know, put my elbow. I was over telling here people about that. I was actually saying somebody was asking me. I'm not gonna. I was a UFC fighter. And don't tell said, me names. Tell me how I'm doing it. And they yeah. said uh, no, but they said uh, I go. How's I go? How's Bubba doing? I go good. He's training over. And he was an American top team. He liked it. He said, but every day was like hard sparring. He was fighting for his life, like you said on the show. Mm-hmm. You're trying not to get knocked out. Where now he's he's at a place where he's learning everything kind of from scratch. And they were like, they said they were like, that's really good for him because his wrestling was so good. But there were some holes. Mm-hmm. And they were they were saying how you had some holes because of everything was so good. So they're mm-hmm. saying that this kind of camp was actually really good for you. Absolutely, absolutely. I had a lot of holes because I was just strictly depending on how good my wrestling was. Um, I Uncle would- Creep. He was the guy, by the way. Yeah, I'm yeah. creepy. He's good, good people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he was saying, definitely had some holes in it. Um, he was actually at I want to say it was my very first fight at Tachi Palace. 
in my room eating Skittles with uh, with with one of the ATT teammates. But I, I just remember him from seeing him fight, and then I was like, "Yo, this dude's in my room." You know, it, it was one of those. This is my first fight, but here I am sitting here with Uncle Creepy. You know, eating Skittles. You want some Skittles? Nah, man, I'm good. I got to fight tomorrow, kind of thing. But he he's absolutely right about just depending on my wrestling way too much, and and depending on me being an athlete. There were things that I would do technically wrong because I was such a good athlete. I w- I didn't know how to sit there and put my back heel on the mat and punch the way I was supposed to. I was leaning and jumping and hopping and lunging all into everything I cuz I you know I a monkey see monkey do. I don't know the technique behind it, but I can see someone do it and now, try. By the way, it. I was looking at some of your wrestling matches last night cuz you always talk about some of your wrestling matches. Now you wrestled at 157 in college. 149 and 57. You're 57 and now yeah. you're at 45. Yeah. Now how hard no, did you cut weight in college? Yeah. <laughs> so how so how hard was that extra cuz you're I would think that you'd be growing now. I mean yeah. in college you were what 21, yeah. 20 and now you're 27. Yeah. So in 6 years you're 12 pounds lower. It, well, the the, different, the difference is college, one, you have to weigh in the day of. So you get like a two-hour break. You know, you, you weigh in and two hours later you're wrestling. So the weight cut isn't as serious. Even though there's some people, I mean, you cut some weight. You know, they're, they're, there's no joke about it. Like, you know, college wrestlers, they cut some weight. But it's a little bit, you know, you almost boxing style. You don't balloon up that much. You wrestle around the same way that you weigh in at. But in MMA, because you have that 24 hours, that 26 hours, that, that break, you can cut a little bit more weight and, 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 and replenish yourself enough to be able to fight three or four, five rounds, you know. So it is challenging, but, you know, the diet is different. And when I was in college, man, I would take some shots, put some plastics on and go party. And that was <laughs> me cutting weight. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I got a match tomorrow. Let me cut some weight. Uh, I heard there's a party out there. And you know how, you know, the heavy, heavy parties are. They get real hot. You put some plastics on. You take a couple shots. You're pissing everywhere. Man, you lose some good weight during that. But, you know, and. I wasn't always, a, you know, a dietitian. I didn't always eat the right things. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I drank soda all the time. Now it's like I don't ever drink soda. I don't ever drink anything, you know, that has, you know, massive amounts of sugar. And I'm That's not, all I'm not so. stopping at Popeyes every, you know, two days like I did in college. You know, so Marina, by the way, how are you doing? I'm good. So you rolled for the first time yesterday. And how'd that go? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about it. My neck didn't bug me, so it was good. Were you? Were you now, did you miss it when you were on the mat? Absol- you, yeah. You- no, I didn't miss it. I hated oh, every fucking on. second of it. I just- of course I missed it. I missed it. And uh, baby steps. It's really hard not to like stay super excited about. I see you with the sleeveless on today. You wanted to show your muscles. Yes, yeah, you were flexing by the, before the show. She I, don't goes- ve- I don't flex very often, but I was very excited today. About your guns. Yeah, because like she I just. feel the burn from last night? No, it's just, it's always nice to, you know, like when you don't ride a bike for a very long time. And then you get on a bike, and then you realize, oh shit, I can still ride this fucking bike, and it's been been forever. Nice, it feels like forever, but see, Bubba, when you don't steal a bike for a while, and then no kidding, okay, yeah, I, I got it. Now, <laughs> now uh, I now since by the way, since you were here, I me and the girl broke up. Oh wow, yeah, short, short, yeah. long, long one night stand. Well, somebody I was said, gonna say short relationship, but it was just a long one well, night. Somebody stand. said we lasted six podcasts. It, <laughs> like it was around six podcasts. Six podcasts was the record. Uh, um, now you wish uh, Rhonda Arouse me was back here now, don't you? I don't know. I mean, she, she was, we're gonna have her on a podcast next week. 
<laughs> she was a little too willing to fuck everybody. You know, when she said she would bang everybody, that kind of turned me off. I want, I, I want someone. You I want wanted to be, to be the only one. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I want. You I'm, wanted him killed, me, me married, and then you get to fuck. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. Like when I was in, uh, I was somewhere. Like where was I? I was in one of the, uh, in Belgium, and we were in the, like the red light district. We were walking mm-hmm. around, and there were all Absolutely. these hookers and the things. Like I was trying to convince the hookers to like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for love in all the wrong places. All the, Adam. All the wrong places. All the wrong places. So actually, you want to go get a movie? I or? actually paid a girl and just sat down and talked to her for 40 minutes, Man. and then and then left. I just didn't. I didn't even actually have sex with her. That desperate, you know what huh? They call? Just for some com- female communication. Yeah, I just wanted to know. I wanted. I wanted, is... I wanted the rush of paying for a girl, but I didn't want to actually have you sex with her. her I didn't want to get you a want disease. her to care. Yeah, that's how yeah. I am. You, when you when you pay for her, you want her to like you know stay around, stick around, chill out, hang out, I'm, and ask you what your dog's name is. Shit like and he's that. secretly like fantasizing at the end of the 40 minutes. He's like, maybe she'll like me enough that she'll stay. <laughs> it was like it was like Belgian pretty woman. Maybe yeah, next time was, she'll give it to me for free. Exactly, <laughs> pretty woman in Belgium. I, I'm, I'm fucking hopeless. So, sucker for love. It really. So yeah. So meanwhile, and now she's texting me. She's like, now the she broke up with me on like Sunday, and then she texts me like Monday, like sorry, I hope we can still be friends. I'm like, okay. I should go back K, you know. And then she writes. That's she, really mature. And, and then well, she, it is. It is sending a message like I don't got much to say about what you just but said. But I'm still upset, motherfucker. But I am going to reply. <laughs> I'm not going to be immature and not reply, but all you're going to get is this one alphabet. Yeah. Okay, right? right. Well, right. one letter, but not okay. the whole alphabet. But yeah, yeah and then and then she wrote me. You you know what I'm. You know what I'm. <laughs> no, I got C. Okay, you put it down. I picked it up. I got you. I got you. That ASU education is really coming through. You son. You gonna get this one letter in the alphabet? Is what I. You know. Whatever. It's only one letter, but it means a million things. You you got me. I got you. You feel me, son? It's the whole alphabet. And then she wrote me. And then she wrote me like this message. Sorry, you couldn't give me what I needed or something. I'm like, oh wow. So I was like, she's apologizing for you. I wanted to be like, I'm not. I wanted to be like I'm not a pharmacist Bars. because you need medication. Uh, but that's what I was thinking. That's no, fucked up. no I, I didn't say that. But no, no, no this is what you. Yeah, I would have. I would have gave her the heat though. Like you, you can't apologize for me, bitch. No, no, she didn't actually do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. Look I'll, here, bitch. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but she wrote like you know, like she wrote like, uh, do you think you keep girls at a distance because you're scared to get too close? And I was like, no, uh, I kept you at a distance because we were actually at a distance. No, uh, it's because... You were in Hawaii and I was in Canada. Like, there, there's a real distance here. That's why we were at a distance. I know I know what she meant. Spin but I don't, I don't even keep girls. We dated for a couple weeks. Like, Man, you really just don't know when to put the humor behind you, do you? <laughs> I do, too. Yeah, every yeah. time you feel a little insecure, you crack a joke. And that's why you're such a successful comedian. Because you always revert back to humor and that's how you deal with everything. All I heard and that's was fine. The whole time? And that's fine. Fine, but like when Marina. you're looking for love, you cannot fucking do that. All I heard because was some that I'm people... a successful comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it again. And I don't even exist. Sorry. Once again. Wait, no, wait, go and on. there it is. No, he doesn't want to hear truth about him. I, and there's on. the insecure no, no, Adam on. we know. Wait, go on. I'm no, you're a fucking easy book to read, dude. You just, whenever you get insecure, you crack jokes, and that's why you're or so. Or turn red. Or, or turn or, red. Or, or brush your hair like, back. Like, you really, I don't know, I don't know. When was the last time you had a serious girlfriend that actually was with you for more than a year? Uh, MJ, and it was life. like two years ago. We dated for three years. Nah. And why did you guys break up? Because uh, there were substances involved. And, uh, 
exactly. oh, oh, now you want to exactly. pull the dodgeball card. Fuck that. You yeah. talk. You Point talk made, to us. motherfucker. No, it wasn't me. I mean, I did, I did the right it thing. It wasn't you. It, it was... takes two to tango. Always, every time. Tell well, him. Thanks, Dr. Phil. Okay? I'm just saying. No, Get on him, that's not even true. I can't be. I'm, look. No, the I'm telling is... you this because I'm your friend and because I'm the I only one look that can tell this to your face. You use humor as an insecurity podcast intervention and that's great because it's good for your career but you're gonna want to eventually learn how to separate love and humor I absolutely clearly you cannot yes I have the two I 100% can keep trying let me know when it's successful no I totally can (laughs) I I 100% can I saw a kid do that at middle school one time (laughs) (laughs) I totally totally can you you sound like this in this particular situation I'm telling you because I care and see all of a sudden he's like I fucking care I'm Marina Shafir (laughs) 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 (laughs)
And I hope you find her. But like, if you keep Yo, going back, to we your... need to have one of those, one of those shows like the games got. Like, yeah, like, like what's the name got? You know what I'm talking like who about? Got? Like yeah. flavor of love. Yeah, we need to have one of those hunting for Adam. Yeah, mm-hmm. hunting for I'm down it. Yeah, hunting for Adam is a and good we'll show. just we'll yeah. just do like a podcast date, and then it'll go into like an actual date. Yeah. So, anyways, moving on. Uh, so on TMZ, Ronda Rousey uh, is mad at Justin Bieber for snubbing her sister. Because, well, I guess they were at some film festival back in the day, and Ronda's younger sister, who's now what, 18, 19, 17? She's 17. 17, was a big fan of Bieber. Well, yeah, what and, white girl was it back then? And uh, <laughs> she wanted a picture, and Bieber was like, I took a billion pictures today, and then wouldn't take a picture. Yeah, no, and he was just, he just like walked away from her. Were you there? So fucking rude. No, I heard about it. You heard about I it. I heard yeah. about it immediately. So now Rhonda's, you know, Rhonda's so now Rhonda. Rhonda should beat him up. She should, oh yeah. should beat up Bieber, but <laughs> but he's got a crazy like like a like a Beyonce beehive. He's got a crazy following, and Rhonda's a badass. But there's gonna be like three million girls trying to fight her ass just 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 for the love of Bieber. You I, go if, if Bieber should put it out there. You go one round with Rhonda. I'll. Go on a date with you. (laughs) So hell no, not him, not any girl that likes him. But I'm saying (laughs) he should put it out there, like, yo, you go one round with Ronda, I'll give you a date, and then Ronda should just lace people up left and right until she gets enough out of it to where she's like, all right, I've beaten up enough of his fans. Uh, I I would pay to see Ronda versus Bieber. I would, (laughs) and I live with her. (laughs) I would fucking pay double to see that. I would pay for my friends she to see that. She would beat the brakes off a of beaver. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever seen him hit mitts? Have you ever seen those videos? I have him? seen him. Hit. I've <laughs> seen a lot of rapper hit mitts, and he isn't the worst. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> uh, what's his name? What's, uh, young, no, not Young Thug. Um, yeah, it might be Young Thug. I think thug. it might be Young Thug. It might be Young Who's Thug. Young Thug? The, uh, the oh, one who dresses show. like a female. He's got nail polish. He's got the blonde hair with the jacked up dreads. Have you seen Slim Jesus? <laughs> Who? Slim, Slim Is this that white boy? He's this white guy who's oh, like man. 16 years old I've, and I've seen he he has this rap called Drill Time and it's him and his friends and they all have like guns on them. Like like him and like 30 black kids that are running around with guns. Yeah, he's like the only white kid in the But video. he says that uh, he's like I'm not about that life. It was like it was I just, I just like the music. He actually yeah. admitted that he's not really a thug. Slim Jesus. But <laughs> if you go on World Star Hip Hop, people are like Slim Jesus is better than Tupac. <laughs> people just say the most fucked up shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's why man, I'm sad that my son has to grow up in a society where it's going to be 10 times worse than what it is now yeah. because it's bad rap is bad society's bad i try to watch mtv like i used to when i was you know when i was yeah, 16 yeah. i watched mtv it was it was cool bt it was cool i try to watch that now young thug i feel like illuminati is all over it oh it's, jesus are you, are you are you watching them admit <laughs> if you got some time Why out there podcasters youtube <laughs> youtube young thug admits i'm telling that's you that's like that's if you need word. a laugh man <laughs> It gets better. I don't know why he let anyone videotape that. I was oh, like, it no gets, one it gets, it gets so good. That's so horrible. my son hits a balloon better than he hits mitts <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would just be awful. And you can't tell me that like there's anyone worse than him as a rapper out there hitting mitts. But 
listen, I saw I saw Gucci Man hit some mitts. Yeah, he can fucking throw down. Gucci Man can Gucci punch, man. man. Can so punch. Hey, 50 Cent used yeah, to box. Yeah, 50, 50, 50 used to box. So he, he definitely has it. the game used to box. Or according I want to see street that fight. fight. No. I want to see that yeah, fight. Yeah, the game used to be like a huge like fighter in the streets. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a big ass <laughs> dude. But I want to see. He's from Palmdale. I want to see. He's not even like from the streets. You can be where do you get that teardrop? It's where you're hanging out at. You know where do you get that teardrop though? It's now a like a Houston sign or a butterfly. So where is it from? Sign for a while. It was what? It was it was a butterfly. It was a butter. No, it's a Dodger sign now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got switched. Yeah, Yeah. I mean he's he's covered the tear to a butterfly, then the butterfly turned into L.A. Dodger. The next thing you know, it's gonna be a mural. Speaking of which, so. You know, we talked about Rowdy Beck getting a tattoo on her head. I don't know if you were, you were there. Oh, yeah, it was a no. tiger, right? She had a tiger on her head. I was not there. And then this. now there's a thread on the underground that she swaggerjacked it. That's the word, swaggerjack? Yes. Which meaning you took when someone's... When you stole someone's swagger. You stole someone's swagger. From yes. who? There was another girl out there who has the same tattoo. So On her head. On her head. The same in the same one. area. In the same exact place. What? Well, you can't, you can't be caught doing that. they confronted Rowdy Beck about it. And Rowdy Beck actually just said, listen, I opened up... I, I Google imaged it. I told the guy that's what I wanted, and that's that's what I got. That's what I got. Like, Screw so, all you guys. So people are saying it's very frowned upon in the tattoo community to do that to like to swagger jack to swagger jack. I wonder who like who Connor swag swagger jacked his tiger he did. tattoo. No, from. he tiger he swagger jacked someone else. Yeah, his whole style. But then, uh, but now there's another one. Ashley Evan Smith just got a tattoo on her head. Oh God. Uh, on her in like the same place, not of a tiger. It says like. Uh, like rude girl or something or something girl. Gotta like, love tattoos though, man. I can't. I don't think any of my tattoos can be swagger jack because they all came from my brain. I don't know why people are getting tattoos on their heads though, especially females. I don't understand this. This whole maybe you know, it's something they want to revisit and like whenever they have like a moment in their life, they're like, I'm gonna shave part of my head so I can see this tattoo to remind yeah. myself how much of a badass I am. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> do they do it in that voice? boom? <laughs> In the back of their brain, yeah. yeah I think so. I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess it's good if you're a girl because you could grow hair over it, you know. Uh, it just it just doesn't it doesn't really fun. I don't find it's, that hot, really. It's 2015, dog. They're, they're doing a lot of strange things today. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they are. really are. Uh, when did you get your tattoo? Mine? Yeah. I was n- just turned 19. What did your mom say? My mom didn't know about it for almost three years. And then when she saw it, what happened? She beat the shit out of me. Or I let her beat the shit. I just literally stood in front of her and she grabbed onto my hair and my clothes and just slapped the fuck out of me. And then I walked out and I got kicked out of the house for like a couple of weeks. And I stayed with my boyfriend at the time. And then. What tattoo was it? Lord have mercy. <laughs> what do I mean? I got well, no, no. I'm Jewish and uh-huh. it's like, it's I can't. Found. It's very frowned upon, and, and like I can't. What'd you get? You can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery. Done. Supposedly. I can't. Now I can't get buried in like an Orthodox Jewish cemetery now. Which you wouldn't uh. have anywhere. Uh, <laughs> funny. No, I'm serious. Would you have? Your parents are Orthodox, are they? Yeah. N- no, they're not Orthodox, but they were. Uh, they're a hundred percent Russian Jewish. Well, you're out of the club anyway, so. No, no, we would have. We would have been buried in. A, well, my my dad is buried in an Orthodox Jewish cemetery, so uh-huh. like, yeah. And I, I got my first but tattoo when I was. Well, I got my first tattoo when I was fourteen. Wow. Yes, sir. Well, you got laid when you were seven, so that's that makes sense. What? 
what? Oh yeah, I forgot no, no, about no, that. He was life, pounds life, of cock. Life, life was moving at a fast pace. <laughs> Damn, for me Bubba, at a young age. You like lived half of life by the time you were ten. Yo, I'm an old soul. I've been here Jesus. before. I've been here before. Like no. seven years old, just put on Barry White, and it's like, listen, yeah, girl, I made a bet. Stop. <laughs> I know about this. I know you don't know, but I'll know for you. It's a lollipop. Listen, <laughs> I told I told my mom if I win nationals, this is a big national tournament coming up. I think it was one of one of three of my first national tournaments. And I said, Mom, if I win this national tournament, I should be able to get a tattoo. I'm the best in the nation. I should be able to get a tattoo. And she's like, okay, what are you thinking about getting? And I said, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo of Jesus praying. And it's going to say, if God be for me, who can be against me? I've already thought it all out. I want this tattoo. She's like, it's not a bad tattoo. You know, we're a religious family. So, yeah, okay. If you win, if you win this tournament, you got to get first. Ain't no second, ain't no third. If you win nationals at 14 years old, I'll get you this tattoo. That is a pretty. A couple good days deal. later, I went to school with a cutoff shirt. Nice, flexing on these hoes. Uh, look at that tattoo, yeah, girl. I do I'm a joke young. about how if I was a girl, I get a tramp stamp. It says "pull out" or "I'm keeping it." <laughs> and then after my show, this girl who was like came up to me and she was like, uh, she was like, uh, yeah. She was like, she was like, yeah. <laughs> no, she actually, she, Andrew, our producer, gave me a note. Uh, she was like, hey, I have a tattoo on my ass. Want to see it? I said, sure. It said deeper in big letters on her ass. Like, so when you're fucking her, you could know that you, she wants deeper. Right. That's, right. well, and it's, it was not the kind of ass that I would oh, want to see. It was, no, it was awful. No. So it was awful. There was no light at the end of the tunnel, is what you're talking about. It was it's a one big, of the, was, dark hole in that tunnel. It was a void. Oh, yeah, it was it a was void. It was a, a Thank vacuum. You. Thank you for the imagery. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I can go all day i appreciate that now uh by the way bubba i was looking at some of your matches uh grapple at the garden yeah uh and that was a match where you beat who frank Mol- skank molinero frank molinero aka frank molinero uh who was a uh, national champion yeah two time or no well, just got, one time he got butt well i'm not gonna say that he got jacked up by kyle dake now you came in there, right? You were wearing this mask. Uh, I was came, wearing a scarf, that, a scarf that had the skeleton bone structure on it. Yes, I did. And it was, and you watch it if you put it on YouTube. It's all like you, it's hard to actually watch it because someone put music to it. Yeah. And and it's just whoever like, did that highlight. Shouts to you. I appreciate it. Dang. There was one time though you took the guy and you had a perfect Greco-Roman throw. Yes. You went behind him, yes. threw him on his head. I was trying to break his neck. Yes. Really? Yes. You really wanted to break his neck. I wanted to do very, very bad har- harm. Why, why didn't you like this guy, man? Uh, well, it goes way back from when we were in college. Me and him both went to Penn State. I mean, I had him on his recruiting visit. I was his host. You know, most of the top guys I I got on their recruiting visit and their host, and, and I was their host. And it was just things as as teammates. When you're in the locker room, when you're teammates, there's things that. As a team, and everyone knows this is a sport, whether it's a girl sport or a guy sport, everyone knows that there's the coaches and then there's your team. And no matter if you guys go party with your team, you go you go back, I mean, that's your teammates. These are your, your brothers in, in a sense. That, and the coaches are, in a sense, your parents in a sense. There's things that brothers and sisters don't always tell their parents. There was times that we partied. I'm talking about I, I partied in college with a lot of my different teammates. And when Chell came in, when Kel came in, I, I get them confused, when Kel came in, and wanted to, you know, know about, you know, everyone on the on the squad. He was basically Kel's little snitch guy. You know, <laughs> basically everybody who was on the team at the time before Kel even came in, his thirty minutes of of meeting with Kel was oh well, and and because he wanted to wrestle forty nine, I was coming back. 
again to wrestle at 149. And this is half the reason why I went to Arizona State. Um, I wanted to come back and wrestle at 49, and I, and I, and I, had, I had planned on not redshirting. But he wanted he was getting too big for 141, so he wanted to bump up to 49. So he basically just snitched on a bunch of different things. And my <laughs> what, whole, did he, what did he tell on you for? A, a, a bunch of different things. Like what? A, a, aura things. Like what? Like you know, college parties. What? Like, that's like, the shit like, you don't yeah. talk about. That's the shit you don't so, do. That's like the that's the, the shit I don't like. Nuh-uh. Yeah, but so, not, but not only just me. Not only and, and it wasn't you know. I, I can defend myself, but there was people who weren't Pat as Cummings? good. No, no, there was there was people that wasn't as good as wrestlers or wasn't as or on scholarship or things like that that he snitched on. What do you say? You, you drank and smoked pot, and a, a bunch of stuff. Bro. Did he say you did, you did coke? Uh, no, uh, just he just said that we were bad people. We shouldn't be on the team, type of person. That's not a, a, those are not people you want to build your team around. I mean, he just snitched oh. on a bunch of people. It wasn't just me. He snitched on a bunch of different people. You know what I mean? So, so when you it, caught him at the garden. It wasn't a friendly. No, graphic. I had I had been I almost fought him at nationals the year before, and I was I was almost fought Wait, him, like fought him. Fought him? Um, almost fought F- him fought on him. the spot. Yes, uh, I got pulled. I got snatched up by three big ass bodyguards. I mean, they were some big ass dudes. Wait, wait, but wait, we were wait, at the bar. Let, let, let's set the scene. Yes. Okay, so Frank Molinero. Yeah, I it, told him. I told Frank Molinero the next time I see him, I'm fighting him on the spot. Right. Right. So. I'm at nationals. We're we're all you know. This is the national tournament. Neither one of us are competing. We're already graduated. But you know, you, you go back to nationals. There's wrestlers from all over. Yeah, yeah. From, I mean, you've seen them. The legends, the the young guys, the fresh off of the championship. The guy. I mean, we're partying. We're all having a good time. And I we I, we go into this bar, and one of my boys, who obviously knows the whole story, he's like, "Yo, there's Frank Molinero," and I eventually turn red. You know, just like I told him. I'm a man of my word. Next time I see him and he sees me, I'm jacking him up on on site. I'm not gonna beat him down. I'm gonna beat him up. So I walk. I mean, I just jetted across this. Beelined it. I beelined Fucking. it. I, I red eye tunnel vision beelined it. And he Damn. saw me. Co- he saw me coming. He looked like a ghost. He was frozen. Just. <gasps> And he knew he knows because we actually got in fights in in, in wrestling matches in practice. You know, yeah. there was a time that I doubled him onto the wall, and while I was wrestling him, he tried to like kick me or knee me. This is before we knew we were going to be MMA. Well, he's not MMA, but before, and we just started to swing it and start. And I just I I KO'd him one time against the wall, like hurt him really bad. You know how like when a guy like like uh what's his name like what's his name did to Overeem. Big dude, big Bigfoot Silver did yeah. the overream. He's leaning on the fence and he's just rocking him. I was hitting him with one of those over, uh, <laughs> one of those Bigfoot Silvers, and he's on his way down and I'm still rocking him. And then one of my the coach that recruited me there to Penn State, he hit me with, he speared me, and I was in tunnel vision then. I didn't even see him coming. I was just banging on Frank, and I got speared off of him. So I'm like, you know, the, we had our attention there. Then he snitched on me. So you know, I'm like, yo, next time I see you, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a real problem. And there's some other things that he did that we can't, I can't. I can't. I literally can't put it on there. But he was just not a good person. He's a backstabbing dude. He's a snake type of person. He's just not a good guy. I mean, and and I've never liked him. I've never hid my feelings for that. You know what I mean? Since I've had forgiven him, him and Kale, I've forgiven that whole situation. Like I, I'm completely done with it. You know what I mean? But if we be talking about the past of how it went down, I was very passionate about beating him up, about not really liking him. I can't really say that I hated a lot of people in my life, but Frank Molinero was one person that I absolutely. So hated. who who broke it up at the wrestling match? When you beeline for him, who? What happened? The the security guards. Oh, security guards. Yeah, because wow. it became it became like I mean, and people in the wrestling community that match was really big. What did he have to say know, after that? 
I mean, he was he was he was petrified. He didn't say shit, and I had I had already been fighting for years. That's what a man that keeps his word looks like. <laughs> right, I had already been fighting, so I, I I had some combinations in my head right. that I knew would work on a civilian like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, so what now, is he gonna so do? Double leg me? So, so now what's he doing? I think he's coaching somewhere. I don't he's know. Wrestling, a wrestling coach. Yeah, somewhere. he's coaching. Dang, he's gonna hear this podcast. Yeah, I mean, and he's gonna be like, damn. I've completely, beat the fuck out I've me. completely forgiven him. I'm completely over that situation. But whenever someone's like, "Yo, you remember what you did to Frank Molino?" I'll never forget it. So, what was the score? <laughs> what was the score of that match, by the way, at the Garden? <laughs> uh, we went in. We went in overtime, and I beat him with a takedown in overtime. You guys see this throw? But he was. Um, I want to see it. He was oh, number three. See, he was number it. three on the ladder for the Olympic team, and I just hopped off the couch, and I was like. What you want me to write? You want me to wrestle Frank? You did look a little bigger. You looked like you hadn't like a little, not a little out of shape. Yeah, definitely was out of shape because I was like anywhere, anytime. Oh, Madison Square Garden, Frank Molinaro. I'm there. <laughs> when tomorrow? Where's my ticket at? And I came. I hopped off the couch. He was number. He was ranked. You know, on our on our ladder, number three on our ladder. He had just won this big tournament overseas. You know, he's he's on the Olympic team kind of guy. And I was like, I don't give a damn. I've been waiting to beat his ass for a long time. And the thing that people were afraid of when we almost got in a fight at weigh-ins, well, I almost fought him. I can't say when we almost got in a fight that he want, he was initially as aggressive as I was because he definitely wasn't. I was always on the attack. But I was trying to get him at the weigh-ins, and people were afraid that we were going to fight, and he didn't want the fight. He's, so. a, he, he's a big guy. I mean, he, he's not yeah. some no, he's scrawny not dude. dude. No, but I, mean, I will beat the brakes off of him. <laughs> The brakes won't work. No, they will so, not. So you think that like uh, really not liking somebody helps you as far as like uh, for me it does. For you, what about you, Marina? Not liking someone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I try to keep emotion out of it. Okay, so here. Okay, so Marina, point, here's a, there here's was a, one chick I fought that was like here, try to talk throw, a bunch Marina. of shit. I'm showing Marina the throw. Oh, that's beautiful. I yeah. tried to put him on his head. Yep. Yeah, we it was a it time. was a it was a great throw, and it was in Madison Square Garden. My family came out and knew a lot of people from New York to show me love. Got paid a decent amount for it. I was happy to Dang, beat his ass. For he free. knows he got beat. Yeah, I was standing over top of him. I want I wanted to fight him. I wanted to I wanted him to get up and do something shady like he always does. He, you know, he's a he's shady. He's one of those dirty wrestlers that instead of cross faces you, he hits you with a hook kind of guy. I want to watch so, it again. So I was looking to beat him up. So people listening, if you want to see this grapple at the Garden, just you. To Bubba Jenkins grapple at the garden, it comes up. It's he kind of looks like a douchebag. Yeah, no, he uh, he's a New Jersey kind of snaky uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, worst. yeah. No, I'm telling you, spike hair, chain, and all. Like but he was a national champion. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's he's not. The year some, I wasn't in his weight class. Uh, no, I'm not saying I'm not I'm putting saying, down your. You know, I'm, I'm building my you man. Up. My man had to kick me out of Penn State to, to now. Get a when spot. you got kicked out of Penn State, yeah. you came back to ASU the very same year, or you took a whole year off. No, I was still at Penn State. When I got released in December, and I spent the whole springtime at Penn State. Oh, so the next year you went to ASU. That summer I went to ASU. What weight uh, is this? This is, uh, I want to say, 160. 160? 160, yeah. yeah we had damn. Yeah. What's damn? No, you guys look a lot bigger than yeah, no, that. Yeah, we were big. Yeah, we had we had a catch weight. I mean, obviously he just come off of being at one forty five. I probably had a fight recently at like one fifty five at that time. So we decided, all right, 
He don't like to cut weight. He's a fat boy. When he's not, when he's not in shape, he turns to a little fat. He's like short and fat. You know, he's in shape. He's all jacked and ripped up. Oh, I bench three seventy. But when he's been sitting on the couch for a long time, he's just like a little. So ball next, of fat. Ne- by the way, next week we have Ashley Evan Smith <laughs> in studio. We also have Darian Caldwell. We gotta on ask her about her tattoo. Yes, Darian Caldwell, and we have Kelvin Gaston. Caldwell's coming in studio. No, no, he's on the phone. Okay. Uh, and then that's we my, have that's my boy. Another guy that you beat. Uh, in wrestling, oh, yeah. a great match. It was, uh, it was, why, it why was I think, an amazing match. I, I love the themes of these podcasts. You're like, we're just gonna have everybody that you beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anybody that you beat up that you wish you got on the show? No, I'm good. I don't like to revisit that, that that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah, I'm just like, eh. there's just one. There's this one chick who uh, tried to talk a little bit of shit. Then didn't work out very well for her. What happened? No, she like at the weigh-ins after we weighed in. Uh. She was she was just saying she was just saying everything she needed to say up until the fight. She's like, I feel like I can beat Marina Shavir, blah, 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 blah. She overrated all this stuff. You know, she was just saying all the right things and tried to come off kind of like a little harder than she was. And then at the weigh-ins, I kind of got like crazy. And I just after they told us it was fine to like go and like drink, I was just kind of staring at her and like, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> but then she was just like. Oh my god! I've never fought somebody that had such pretty eyes, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> and then I did. Nice. Yeah, no, and that's a little bit why I'm fired up for the Jordan Parsons fight. You know what I mean? I didn't. I it wasn't like you know. I and I wouldn't be this aggressive towards people who are just like, yeah, I'll fight Bubba. Okay, cool. We fight Bubba. You know, we sign it. Oh, I think I could beat him. He thinks he can beat me. Blah blah blah. But the way this is playing out, it's like, oh, I'm calling Bubba out. I don't think he's that good. I, you know, and he's calling me out. And I and my hashtag, I've been hashtagging this the whole time. I heard you were looking for me it's one thing to say you're gonna fight me it's another thing to come on my doorstep and bang on my door two o'clock in the morning and say come outside and take food out of your out of your kid's uh, mouth now i'm outside mad as hell with my shotgun in my hand let's do this (laughs) let's do this you have a shotgun i do have a shotgun how many guns do you own two two guns yes I got one I can handle and one my wife can handle. That's the only gun I have. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You guys walked right into that one. Aquan, Amir Khani. We have our most requested guest, as well as Hector Lombard. Wait, wait. Yes. Hello? No, okay. I hang up on you. How are you, man? He said, fuck you and your Where's compliments. Where's the fucking intro song? Oh, the entrance song. Oh, he wants the, okay, he wants the Conor McGregor singing, singing the countdown song. Uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, yeah, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got him here today. We ain't got him here today. We don't have Conor McGregor here today. What? What? Did you just kill somebody? What, what happened? <laughs> Hello? Someone got shot because you didn't have an Don't song. worry. What, wait, what was that noise just now? I'm on street, Did you kill a rock? You know, on a my street. You're on your street? Is it, is, it, is it rough over there in Sweden? Not when I'm here. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so we are talking to Makwan Amir Khani, who has a record of 12 and 2. Dang. He is undefeated in the UFC. Undefeated on MMA Roasted. He, That's uh, He won his first fight in the UFC in eight seconds over Andy Ogle. Uh, won his second fight in Sweden. He's on a tear. Have we got another opponent for you yet, or what? Well, Mike Wilkinson. Mike, Mike Wilkinson passed on you? No, I'm waiting for his ass. Oh, you're you waiting know, for I'm Mike? I'm hunting him down, but he doesn't want to fight me. Who's Mike Wilkinson? He's nobody. <laughs> okay. Now, what about what about you? Think you, Do you think you deserve the winner of the Conor McGregor-Jose Aldo fight? 
Fuck them. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck both those guys? Why? Because they are just lucky I'm not there. You're lucky you're there. Now, I remember you said now, last time, you, you're one of our most favorite guests because last time you were on the show, you got a blowjob by two different girls during the show. You had two girls blow you during the interview. Uh, that was epic. Uh, we've never had that before. Uh, you set the bar really high. Do you have girls with you right now? No, I left them home. You left them home. Okay. That's great stamina. <laughs> Two girls, one show, one interview. That is a miraculous stamina. Yes. Now he's a fellow 145. His powder. vitamins were up. His vitamins were up. The no. volume was not, but his vitamins Mm-mm. were. Now, do you have Who a- gave you permission to talk? <laughs> 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 Baba, he, he said that... He ain't talking to me like that. Baba, what? So. <laughs> you think he's talking to me like that? I nah. hope not. Nah, Bubba, I gave myself permission to talk. No one gives me permission to talk, sir. Baba, this is Mr. Finland, though. Uh, Mr. Who? Who's that? His, 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 Somebody tell me who this who? guy is. Ma- you don't know? Makwan is. Uh, tell me. I, I know Educate why me. You know, it was only seven seconds. So how can you know? Yes, yeah, exactly. Now, and, Ma- and that's about all he's done. So I, I, how would I know him? Well, okay. So by the way, Makwan, Baba Jenkins uh, is in Bellator. He was a national champion. He's an up and coming superstar. That's the guy you're talking to right now. Okay, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and Marina Good Sha- start. And Marina Shafir is a second degree black belt in judo. She's an Invicta girl. Uh, so she's a, also, a, also a badass fighter. Uh, a very attractive woman. Is she single? Are you single? No. Oh. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, Makwa, do you only go for girls that are, that are single or, or do sometimes the girls in relationships... Do they gravitate towards No, you? actually, I have been, I've been away from the girls for a while. Really? Why? Yeah, fuck them. Why? He just said fuck them. He got his heart broken. Yeah, because... What happened? Oh, was going to be was, uh, There was uh, some, you know, unknown woman. Yeah? She she contacted me from, I think, from my fan page, and she said, you know, uh, I don't usually, you know, answer, answer them. Then uh, the first picture was... Uh, picture of a pitbull blue nose puppy okay and of course then i was like what the fuck i love this dog <laughs> Got and, uh, every time. Then, then she said hey, i'm you know working all the time i have this 10 weeks old puppy yeah so okay do you want to take this dog you can name it and everything that's of course for next day she she gave me the dog and i, I named it achilles and I was with, uh, you know, I left everything, you know, friends, everything. I, I was sleeping at the gym. If I went to restaurant, I took the dog. If uh, they didn't let me go in with the dog, I didn't eat there. I was, you know, uh, nobody's with the dog that much what I was. I was, you know, 24-7 with the dog. Even in the training, he was watching at our, you know, our session. And then after two months, the girl said to me that, uh, hey, you want to come to my place? And I said, no. And then she said, why? Uh, I said, I, I just don't want. I just want to focus on the training. Then she said, okay, well, then she will come and take Achilles away. No. So, yeah, so she had a passport and everything. And so what can I do? I'm not a, you know, child anymore. I can't fight over a dog. But, you know, I, I always felt like uh, dogs are dogs and, uh, you know, uh, fuck them! But w- since when I had my own puppy, and I think uh, except my mom, nobody has loved me more than what the, that dog that uh, did to me. So 
I, I, I was pretty broken, to be honest. Oh, sorry uh, to hear so that. I said, yeah, so I said to every girl, uh, fuck you. <laughs> bring, fuck you, bring me a dog. Yeah, but I mean, no, I mean, that's a horrible thing, and I understand why you got so attached to a dog. I have a dog as well, but you can't blame all women for this, this yeah, one Yeah, I know, but you know, then I felt that, uh, you know, since when you uh, become a... a I'm not a superstar, but you know when you get your name, especially in Finland, yeah. then you know everybody wants to get a piece of you. And uh, like, bro, brother, there has been some girls when I wrote to them a couple of years later. Uh, you know, if we go back in the time, I wrote to them. They didn't even check their message. Right now, they are asking me to go on a date. So. You understand why they are doing that. Of course. I'm trying to, you know, keep keep myself away. Here in that. America, we call that the Mike Jones effect. <laughs> really? Back then, you didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Holes all on me. That happened. Mike Jones. Yeah. Who? Mike Jones. That happened. No, yeah. exactly. Now, now, Maquan, but I did see pictures, though, of you and these two models. Uh, yeah, on but, uh, <laughs> Time goes past, so it's, uh, you know, you need to... Of course, I'm. You know, ha- oh, okay. Let's let's be honest. My uh, my manager, he went to my Facebook account on my fan page, and he said, "Shit, I felt like I went. Uh, it's worse than a Tinder, and I felt that I was in a bordel. And now I have to go and buy flowers to my wife." Wow. Okay. So, but, so your manager said, "Enough of this shit. You can't be with all these chicks." Yeah. No, I didn't. I swear. If you look at my fan page, I, I don't answer to those messages you know ju- right. just when you look it's 90 percent just women oh. it's not that i wrote to them yeah come on you can't have time to meet you know well i mean your nickname is mr finland and you said that it, it, it's because you're, you're the most handsome fighter in the country uh when you have a nickname like that i mean what do you expect now i was i was reading through your bio yesterday uh you were the yeah. finnish greco and freestyle wrestling champ you said you had over 800 matches is yeah, that is that possible yeah. yeah, you know, I didn't went to my brother's uh, wedding. I didn't went to my sister's wedding. The uh, engagement, yeah, my brother's engagement, I didn't went there. Uh, I was, one day, I, uh, it was Sunday, I came home. I was ringing the ring bell when I went home. So my brother ran, you know, past me so fast. And I, he just said, hello. Then the second guy who went, you know, probably one second after him was a skinhead. And uh, then the third person who went after them was a police uh, dog. So, you know, I was always on competition. It didn't matter what what there was, you know, in front of me. I just went to competition. So I was a lot away from the troubles back then. When So, yes, it's possible. 800 matches. That's a lot of matches, Baba, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how they do it in Finland, but here in America, we, you know, have different seasons and different stuff like that. So we got folk style, we got freestyle, we got Greco. Yeah. And if you're always wrestling, you can easily get to the 800 matches. I probably have, you know, somewhere close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, by the way, there was another girl from Sweden. I can't believe you, you never actually met her. Penny Vanzet, Penny Kianzad, you know her? Who the fuck is she? <laughs> She's a girl. She just fought Tanya Evinger in the Invictus Champion. She's from Iran, who now lives in Sweden. And she might be the horniest girl I've ever seen in my entire life. I figured you guys would definitely uh, meet each other. But, uh, no. No, no, no. Now, no, she's not my type. I just, you know, I saw some. Uh, she fights in Invicta. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I saw some. You don't date you know, fighters, do you? Huh? Do you date fighters? No, I don't do that shit. Why? <laughs> because if you get in a trouble, you might get your ass beat. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, yeah. true. That's, now, now, so this guy Mike, Mike's running from you. Uh, I mean, it seems like uh, a lot of people are, are wondering when your next fight is. Uh, is there yeah. any, is there anything oh, on the books? Oh, brother, you don't even understand. In my co- uh, country, Finland, you know, it's so annoying when... I, I don't know, if, do I even want to fight anymore? Of course, I, you know, I love the feeling and everything. But uh, like I said, you know, in one interview, I said I have reached my goals. But now when I see that uh, I can be, you know, better after every training, so I see the possibility that I can be, you know, on a fight against these top fighters. So, of course, uh, it's not that I'm scared of anything, but, you know, there are a lot of things in my life that I want to, you know, especially like take care of the family and everything because, I, you know, my cousin calls me the, what they call, back man. It means that you have your back only. He said to me, "In your entire uh, wealth and everything is on that back. So I have only, you know, I had like five, six years. I had one bag and there was everything that I owned, not even a cell phone. So, you know, I, I've i been traveling back and forward to, you know, different uh, training clubs, you know, competition. I just want to settle down, you know. No, no, something. we need you fighting, man. You're you're people people are calling you uh, you know, they're calling you Mac Goat. Okay, they're calling you the greatest of all time, dude. Don't you can't be settling down now. You've only had two fights. Yeah, but uh, they want me to be a prime minister in Finland. Really? There's so many Yeah, they, yeah, I, I I was talking about the refugees one day at the one TV show, and that was the day when everything got crazy. They they saw that uh, even though I you know joke a lot, and then I can fight, and but still I can you know talk smart things. So then all the women were like, oh, so wet. <laughs> so all the women's it was just it was just buckets and puddles everywhere. Oh shit! You don't even understand. Did, now, did you take the women afterwards and then Spider-Man them? I was peeing. You, you, you were pee, You were what? I'm pee. I'm pee. You know, pimp. listen to Oh, this. you were a pimp. He P-I-M-P. was a pimp. Oh, I, now I know that... He tried to spell pimp, P-I-M-P. but he was just like, fuck it, I'll just say the PP. Now, Marina, Maquan said uh, last time with the girl sometimes, he likes to Spider-Man them, which is like during sex, he busts on his own hand and then flings it in their face. Uh, women like... Interesting. Them. Now, have you ever had a guy do Spider-Man on you? Never. No? Nah, Mm-mm. don't talk shit. <laughs> of course, nobody wants to say, yeah, he did Spider-Man. No, uh, nope, never had that done to yeah. me <laughs> yeah no no you and adam you believed it i don't i met her boyfriend he seems like a freaky guy <laughs> yeah of course and yes. she and she's a freak yeah i think he has done batman and i don't Superman even know what too. sex is i don't even know what you're talking wait about. what's the wait what's the batman no that we don't even talk about that <laughs> ask her her boyfriend you know. I, i'm gonna ask your boyfriend now she's from moldova uh he's moldova. actually moldova yeah you know you know what that is Moldova. It's, it's like somewhere. Is it in, between, in Europe? Yeah, it's between Romania and Ukraine. Romania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makwan was a Kurd. Uh, his country is now controlled by ISIS, where he was born. Now, by the way, do you do you have a lot of family and friends still there? Yeah, we have, of course. They gave me this uh, picture where it was, you know, the tree of your 
entire what they call that you know the all, family tree all, the ancestry yeah. and there was like hundreds of names then i said why all the names are only you know name of the you know guys not not a single woman then they answered me well if we put women's names too <laughs> the the tree won't uh, you know fit on a one paper wow so and, and and those people are now in the country that you were born in that's currently controlled by isis yeah we have the the city where i was born it's now uh uh the isis have it but Russia is fucking them up right now. <laughs> now, are you are you worried about these people though? I mean, your your family and friends. Yeah, that's why I was talking on a t- TV show because, uh, hey, come on, there was a guy on a TV in Finland. He was at least you know same size of let me say Alexander Gustafsson. Right. And he said uh, to the prime minister, he said uh, the first word. I swear to God, the first word you can find it on YouTube. He said. Uh, hello, uh, my, I'm only 17. I know I look big, but you know, when you are 17, you can get a uh, easier way to get uh, what to let the stay, let you stay on uh, in this country because you are underage. So th- those kind of people are coming here, and I know that uh, when you look at his Facebook, the, he has like 100 pictures without you know T-shirt. Uh, he was in Switzerland, in Germany, and uh, then. He comes here. I know he didn't run away from the war, bro. If you run away from the war, you can't be in the gym and posting picture next day when you are in Finland. Mm-hmm. Right. What the fuck is that? <laughs> now, didn't uh, the president of Finland call you recently? Yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm going to meet president. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you doing this because you care or because you want to get top quality presidential pussy? Well, that too, but you know... <laughs> I want somebody from the White House, but uh, the thing is, the thing is, uh, when I said, you know, the fighting is, of course, I love it, and I will never stop. It's something that, you know, when you have done sport all your life, it's, you know, when you stop doing, you know, something that you love, it's like you, it's hard to, you know, find something else that makes you happy. So I will never stop, you know, training and fighting, but. when I see that I can, you know, I have the voice in Finland and I can do something good to the people, so of course I want to use that. And if it's that's very admirable, man. I, I, look, well, I think whatever you do, no, you're, you're going to be you're going to be great at whatever you do. The fact that you came here with all your brothers, you guys, you guys were a bunch of skinheads in your school. You beat them all up wrestling. You you, you made the UFC. You're doing great. I mean, it's uh, whatever you set your mind to do, it, you could do it. By the way, all right. So fuck, marry, kill. Uh, Ronda Rousey, Paige Van Zant, Misha Tate. If you had to bang one of them, marry or kill, who would it be? I think I would do uh, Ronda Rousey. You would, you would, you would have sex with Ronda Rousey. No, I would marry her. Oh, you'd marry her, uh, and uh, yeah. why is that? Why is that? Because <laughs> if you would have kids with that woman, yeah, and if you die, you can die happily that she can take care of your kids without any trouble oh that's that's nice that's a good that's good very considerate okay and then who would you uh who would you kill misha tater or Paige van zandt yeah no, i wouldn't kill anybody okay i okay, know but if you had to for the game <laughs> <laughs> well 
Mesh is hot. Mesh is hot. Yeah, so you probably kill Paige. You probably kill Paige. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I don't even know who is Paige, so I would just <laughs> kill her. <laughs> no. But I would bang her first. No, have you seen this new kid, Sage Northcutt? Yeah, fucking Street Fighter kid. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that guy? Awesome. Awesome. We need those kind of fighters, you know. Do you know how when you come, the new UFC game comes, how easy it is to, and how, you know, happy the guy is who is, who is creating his character? Yeah, it's probably it, that's true. So it's, uh, look at his hair. <laughs> It's exactly the same from the Street Fighter. And you know the, that he's so athletic yeah. and he's so young. So it's pretty scary what he can be. We'll see, though. I, I heard future. wrestling. I heard in high school his wrestling, uh, he, he was actually 16 and 10. That was his record as a senior in Texas, okay. which is not that good. 16 and 10. So we'll see how his wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see how his wrestling is. Now, but you know, you can't. Uh, we were talking one day about this. There was one guy, he came to uh, All-Stars and everybody was like, yeah, he's only 20 years old and he is, you know, this stuff. You can't, the age doesn't matter, bro. If we compare, like, let's say somebody is, you know, the guy is 20, then he, he can, you know, fight against this guy who is 30 years old and he is in a high level. It doesn't matter. The, the 20 years old, he can quit next year or he can get injured so it doesn't matter in the, this sport the age it, you know how hard it is to work 10 more years yeah and stay in the game it's true now uh, let's say Marina she's an American girl I mean she's from Russia but she's basically an American girl go fuck yourself I wasn't uh, born yeah. here uh, he wasn't born here okay born here. now, now what, what are your opinion on American women though I always wanted the blonde American girl. Well, then you killed the wrong one. <laughs> I was in love with Britney Spears. Yes, Britney Spears. Uh, yeah, I was in love with Britney Spears and Shakira but, and Jennifer Lopez. But I, Well, I think one's Puerto Rican, the one's Colombian. But and now, neither uh, one are blonde. <laughs> but okay, we get it. Now, uh, have you ever had sex with an American girl? Ah, uh, no, no. No, really? Wait, last no. time you said you banged over 300 women. And none of them were American? They were all from Sweden? No, no. I was live. I said. Hey, it's five million people in uh, Finland. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. So they were, they were mostly Swedish girls? Cause now, now, I heard Swedish girls are all shaved. I know Marina's not, uh, but I heard Swedish girls are all 100% shaved. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. No. That is true. Mm-hmm. No, but listen. <laughs> listen to this. This is fucking crazy. I went to my... Uh, uh, capital city of Finland, <laughs> and I was there three days. Then I, you know, I had my Tinder on. Yeah. Then I said to my friend, "Hey, look at this. Just put your phone here and start to film when I pu- push like, 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 like." I swear to God, there came like you know, fifteen in a row, just boom, boom, boom. Then my friend, went, oh, can I post this video? I said, "No, you can't do that. There's names and everything." Mm. No. So it was fucking crazy, how huh? you know. I swear, when we go year back, it was you know, like looking gold. It it was so hard, but still you know, I was trying hard. But now, 
it's like you know it's so easy it's then so you know easy, why yeah. the guy here so now, you, I remember you la- become now, I remember la- now last time you, you were getting blowjobs now do you go down on the girls too or, you, or no you just say bro I'm, I have been in Sweden and I, I don't have a driving license and when I go to a what is it to the gym yeah then my they are asking like oh you have a new car every day you know oh you have a new car oh, no that's that's girl's car no that Mercedes is her car and every time you know different car brings me to the club then out the guys are like they don't even talk about the girls to me. So are you saying yeah, that are you saying that you go down on girls so well they give you cars? Pretty much like that. <laughs> wow. Marina, have you ever had a guy go down on you so well you bought him a car? No. Well, oh <laughs> no. Now Bubba now Bubba, they say that no. they say brothers don't eat vagina, is that true? That is absolutely incorrect. It's incorrect. Okay, that's Correct. good. All right, that's good. Only immature brothers don't do that. Immature brothers. I feel like I'm going to hell every time when I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> no, that's I, a, that's yeah, a, Adam, Adam yeah, has I, that effect I, on people. I know this is a, uh, you know, it's a comedy and stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm easy to, you know, to jump on that mode. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like a Jesus on real life. You're like Jesus in real life? Yeah. That, hey, is, that is such l- bullshit. Listen, listen, sex is not bad. Yeah. And if if the the girls, if they like it and you're not doing anything wrong and they're yeah. over 18, there's nothing bad in that. But, uh, you know, when I'm talking to you guys, it makes me feel <laughs> no. like I'm a horrible person. No, no, no. The sex is great. Now, are you a fan of anal? Because I'm not really. I know Bubba is. No, fuck uh, that. What the fuck Bubba are you is not a fan of anal. No, you're not a fan of anal? No, bro. All right. Now, uh, uh, Marina, are you a fan? What? Are you a fan of receiving anal or no? I'm not answering this question. All right. So, Marina is. Uh, that's that's good. All right. So, we're all. That, that could be. Shit. Uh, <laughs> in the, <laughs> so in the That's rear Shafir is, but 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 you're saying you're not. Uh, now uh, now our most. Sweet I'm gonna start making no, jokes no, about the, the size fuck? of your you're, penis right now. You're you're shit even, and everything everywhere. Then. You haven't seen how it. How can you right? like that? So all right, how, how can I like? No, I haven't. You're right. I'm not a big fan though. Uh, I think some guys are. What about though. you? Uh, me? No, I, I, I mean, once in a while, I guess you've got to switch it up, but it's not really it's my... It's because gr- the girls never really let him go there. That's why he's like, nah, I don't really know. Ah, uh, no. I don't mm-hmm. really try. I, not, no, I'm... I'm they, first of all, they the go... the option is First never of all, they go away. Maybe uh, he has too big. Yeah, maybe it's too big. That's exactly yeah. what happens. No, yeah, maybe that. it's not. That's what happens. Adam, maybe, maybe it's not. Are... That's what happened. Actually, girls say there's no way that's going near my ass. It could barely fit in my mouth. And I'm no, like, listen, that, I so, know. I feel you, bro. I feel you. The three of us have that in common. Oh my god. It's the man problems I come across. <laughs> I, I hear you, you, man. Well listen, uh it was Amir Khani, it was uh it was an honor having you on the show. You're you're such a badass man. You're you you might be the prime minister. Who knew? I had no cool. idea. I always no, learn something. I'll be that. I'll be something great like Muhammad Ali. Yes, it'll be something great, no matter what you do. But I want to see you fight again. This is bullshit, man. It's been too long. I'll tell that fucking Mike Wilkinson to accept the fight. And I will whoop his ass so bad that they will give me a Maybe title. Maybe you have to ask him nicely. Yeah, Maybe right. not be so aggressive. Mike Wilkinson. No. Maybe send him, you know. Flowers. Oh, that yeah. is cool, by the way. That is a cool idea. I will there you send go. him. 
you know, I will post a really nice letter where I ask really nicely. Can you please? It's just, you should start off as, hey, pussy motherfucker. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm looking at Mike Wilkinson's right now. His uh, his stats. Look at him. He fought. He fought against uh, Nicholas Backstrom. You oh, know but the, wait, Mike. Wait, Mike. Mike Wilkins. Oh, I don't know what is his last name. Hey, is it? Mike. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's Wilk or Wilkinson. Mike. He fought against Nicholas Backstrom, and he was running Mayweather. Then he caught. Uh, Nicholas was doing a front kick, and he caught him with the. Backhand and boom, he got knocked out. So then, when he got, you know, you you can see it that he is out from that punch. So he his arms are down and everything, and the guys go and punch him again in the face. Then I was like, and Nicholas is my training partner, so I said I will kill this guy. Oh, okay, all right, all right, okay. So Mike Wilkinson, quit being a fucking puss and fight uh, no, Makwa. Fucking pussy. Yeah, fucking pussy. pussy. Bullshit, Mike Wilkinson. Hey, where is where is fuck? Where's what? The fat guy. Oh, the fat guy. He's he's not here. He's 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 got to work today. He's not, he's going to college. <laughs> but uh, the fat guy will be back. Uh, if you want to come on next week, we'll help. We get the fat guy. will be back. Yeah, we miss him. So we, we definitely yeah. miss Greg. Yeah, hey. I swear I miss his voice. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna have you back yeah. on next week. Uh, we miss, is he really fat? He is really fat. That's, that's <laughs> he's he's, he's he very, really is that he, right he, now. he really is fat. So <laughs> I I'm recognized from. His- his voice that he is fat. No, he's fat. That's he's he's, he's very fat. He's not obese. But I he's recognize fat. from somebody's voice that you are fat. How can that be possible? Yeah, yeah. You can How tell, can that be possible? <laughs> you can tell he's fat. Well, listen, man. It's great having you on the show. We will talk to you soon, brother. Thank you, Adam. Thank, Thank you, man. You. Take, Take care. care. Take and care. It was nice to meet you. Uh, what was your name? Baba Jenkins. Baba from and, Moldova and. And Marina Shafir. No, Marina's from Moldova. Marina Shafir. Sharif. No, Shafir. Okay. It's Thank definitely you. Shafir. All right, take care, brother. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we are talking to Kamaru right now, and uh, let's see what he has to say. Hello. Hey, is this Kamaru? Yes, this is him. This is the Nigerian Nightmare. You're on the MMA Roasted Nigerian Nightmare podcast with Marina Shafir, as well as Baba Jenkins. How are you, man? Oh, I'm good, man. How are you? Good, 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 man. Thank you for being on the show. I actually was at your last fight in Vegas uh, when you won the Ultimate Fighter. That was an amazing performance. I know. You know what? I replayed that, and I watched it. And when my opponent walked out, you gave him a fist pump. <laughs> he man? would do that. <laughs> I gave everyone a fist yeah, pump. Yeah, I'm sure. I gave you every- didn't give me Your a fist loyalty pump. is no, real you, fucking... wait, No, you ignored me, man. You, just, you walked right by me. You didn't put your hand out for a fist pump, man. I, I was, see how it I is. I was scared, man. You're, you're honestly very big and black. and It was, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, very, it was very scary. <laughs> very, I, I was very intimidated. Uh, you are the Nigerian nightmare. A lot of uh, a lot of cool people from Nigeria. You know my friend Godfrey, the comedian. He's from Nigeria. Uh, Godfrey, what? I, do know, I, I do know of him. I don't know him personally, but I know of him. He's a really good guy. Wale, right? Wale's from Nigeria. Wale is Nigerian, yeah. Kasim Uma. Hey, we're, we're making noise slowly. Yeah. It's uh, not a lot of noise, but we're making some type of noise. The Njikawani brothers from Nigeria? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know them. So when when did you come here from Nigeria? And and, and where did you go to? I was uh, about seven years old when we immigrated here, and uh, I was raised in Arlington, Texas. Wow. Now, were there a lot of Nigerians in Arlington? 
Yeah, there's a there's a Nigerian community in, in, in Texas. Period. There's Nigeria. There's a huge community in Houston. But there's a there's a there's a community down there in Arlington, Texas. I've actually been to Nigeria. I, I went to. I did a, a comedy show twice in Djibouti, Africa, for the troops. Really? And, and we flew through Nigeria back to. Back to wherever, and then uh, some of the most beautiful ladies I've ever seen work for like Nigerian airlines. Holy shit! There's a football player also known as the Nigerian Nightmare. Who's oh uh, Christian Oyoki? Christian Okoye. Okoye. Yeah, yeah. The Christian, Christian Okoye. He was the he's one of the original American athlete Nigerian nightmares. Yes, and there's a lot of pride in that name because any Nigerian athlete that succeeded in an American sport that's a nickname that we want to have. You know, and so there's Nigerian nightmares in, in soccer. There's Nigerian nightmares in, in baseball and football. You know, and it's you know I'm just uh, I'm just the next guy to kind of carry on that torch. I think. Yeah, well, you're doing very well, man. I mean, you're you're uh, you're six and one. You you uh you, you're fighting Leon Edwards December nineteenth. Uh, that guy's pretty good too. He's got some power. He knocked out. Uh, Knocked out somebody in eight seconds. Uh, his, uh, Seth Pazinski. Yeah, yeah, Seth Pazinski in eight seconds. How are you preparing for this guy? Um, just like I always prepare. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a student of the sport. I love to study. I, I absolutely love to study. I watch fights, and not just guys in my weight class. I, I watch guys in the flyway, in the bantamweight. You know, I even watch the ladies fight. You know, and I, I just love the sport. I love to prepare, and you know, it's just kind of a quote that I live by: "If you fail to plan, you plan to fail." And you know, I always kind of want to kind of have a plan in my head of kind of what I want to do and how I want to approach the fight. But you know, that also is adjustable once the fight is underway. I like that. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. It's a good quote. Now, uh, now your last—I remember when you won in the Ultimate Fighter. You were in the in the octagon, and you were like, a lot of people didn't believe in me, and I'm looking at you going. Who the fuck didn't believe in this guy? <laughs> this is the most <laughs> ripped fucking human being I've ever seen in my entire life. Who are those people that didn't believe in you? Ah, uh, you gonna call me out, huh? You yeah, put me on the spot. Oh man. Um, you know, I, I felt like there was there was a lot. You know, I just felt like there was a lot of people that did think I I could beat the guy. You know, because because he was coming out. He's a heavy-handed guy, and you know he beat four of actually five of you know. Of my teammates, and you know, knocked out three of them, and they're calling him the Black Zillion Killer and, and this and that, and you know, and you know how fans are. Fans send a lot of you know, stupid hate mail, which I don't really care about. But as much as you want to block it out, you know, at some point something's gonna kind of you know get to you and tug on those buttons, and. You know, it was just a lot of people, you know, internally and just kind of outside the bubble that I felt that, you know, didn't really believe in my ability to do that. And, you know, that's why, you know, that's why I said that. How much Miami tail did you get afterwards? <laughs> None. <laughs> None. None? Why? None. Um, I'm, I don't really go, I don't really go down to Miami like that. Okay. I, I, we'll probably, I'll probably go make a Miami trip like once every six months. Okay, so where are you? You're, yeah. what, you're you're in uh, Boca. Yeah, I'm in Boca. Did you bang any old Jewish broads or no? Well, that's what I'm gonna say. If you know anything about, <laughs> about Boca, you know it's a bunch of retirement, sixteen, <laughs> seventeen year old people running around here. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's just not my style. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Now, are are you single? Are you in a relationship or what? 
Uh, I'm in a relationship. Nice. White, black, yeah. Asian, Mexican? <laughs> Brazilian. Brazil. Oh, fuck. Those are the best. Oh, my God. Oh, now, those are the best. You're something else. I, I love Brazilian. <laughs> oh, man, she's probably got a huge ass, right? Just fucking knows how to work it. Uh, uh, I don't think that that's it. as a smart man. I, <laughs> I, I prefer not to comment on that. On air, right? <laughs> I got you. Now, Bubba Jenkins yeah. said he met you a couple times, by the way, in Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bubba. I know Bubba. I know Bubba. You know, but we're kind of known of each other. I mean, we came up through the wrestling circuit, you know, and, you know, I know Bubba and, you know, vice versa. Now, you were a, a D2 national champion, three time All American. Yeah. How do you think you would have won? Do you think you would have won it in, uh, in uh, D1? In Division One? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I personally, I believe my senior year, I could have won it. Um, the one, the one loss that I had my senior year came to the number three ranked guy. I think he ended up taking third, a close third. And he, at any given day, he could have, he could have won the tournament. He ended up getting third that year. And I, I lost to him two zero. He Who was just that? rolled me out. And, uh, uh, Steven Dwyer from Nebraska. And he was just strong as hell, and, and it was just—it was a battle, you know. He couldn't take me down; I couldn't take him down. But uh, you know, I mean, if I had more time, I probably would—I think I would have—I would have pulled one out. Now, but I, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, go ahead. Now I read that you—you you were a tour guide at the Olympic Training Center. Was that like? Was that? A, were you working out there? Were you training there? Like, what does that mean? No, I was an Olympic Training Center resident. I was a resident athlete for two years. And while I was a resident athlete training for the Olympics, I mean, that's all we do is just train. That's your job. You practice every day, you know, and I got bored. And if you're not going overseas and winning big competition, which there really isn't that much money in wrestling, you're going to kind of need to do something else on the side with the little downtime that you have. And that was like an opportunity that I saw. I was like, okay, I love this place, you know, I learned more. I learned a lot about it. And so I'm like, well, why don't I just be a tour guide? Because there's a job opening. I can tell people that come in, visitors about the place. And I'm still on the complex. and still, I don't have to go drive away to a job or anything like that. I'm still here. And so I, it was a perfect job for me. And, you know, and I learned a lot more about the facility and the different things that were you know, being offered there while we're doing that. Honestly, but, I, I yeah, that hate was it. Kind of a little side job. You know, I, I, was doing I absolutely, I absolutely hated the Olympic Training Center when I was out there. I, I went out there for like what we were training for Junior Worlds. I went out there for like a month. And I hate it every day of it. Why? <laughs> it just uh, Colorado wasn't my 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 style, you know. Uh, you know, it's cold. It, it, it was cold at the time. I've been up um, there before. The only thing that I liked about it was the fact that we could sign up for massages every day, and yeah. the cafeteria was great. Any happy endings? Or no, no, no happy endings. Other than that, man, I hated it. I hated going back to the dorm rooms. I hated running the pike. Uh, you know, they have this like mountain that literally. Was there any Olympic chicks there? Like volleyball chicks? Yeah, there? there was some. There were some chicks there but it, i wasn't in the you know i wasn't in the area where you can mingle and tingle with all the other athletes it was just like the little wrestling <laughs> it, i hated it I, every day i was like i can't wait to get out of here when i went to Langfang, china i was like now nah, this is what i'm talking about did, and even that was like in the outskirts of china like, did you was, win in china was, yeah i won junior you won a oh, nice yeah who did you beat in the finals okay his name was okay turkoloff from turkey wow yeah, That's, that was it. Was freestyle or Greco or freestyle? Freestyle. I threw him to now, win. Now, now, how close were you to making the Olympics? 
Camaro? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I just never, I never really got, as I, I, I Bubba mentioned earlier, the Olympic Training Center is a, is a very special place. <sighs> and and it, it, it's, a, it's a special place to where, personally, if I had to do it all over again, it would be a place that I go just for camp. I wouldn't live there mm-hmm. full out, you know, the whole time. Because it was, you know, in college, you at least, you, you trained hard every day, you know, but you still had the release to where you could, you know, you go to your your house uh, or, or your, your place off campus with yeah, your no, roommate, you, can't turn it you know, off. on the weekends, you, you could hang out, you could do certain things. And it, it, it's not full out indulged in that environment, in that atmosphere to where that's it. That's all you see. At one point at the Olympic Training Center, I didn't leave the complex for two months. No, did you see that, that kid? Who's that kid months. that we talk about? That young kid that just turned seventeen. The Bellator, the contract for Bellator. Oh, Aaron Pico. Ha, yeah, ha, Aaron Pico. Have Aaron you, Pico. Ha, were you were you there when Pico was there? No, Pico's a he's a young he's seventeen. He, he wasn't you know. I didn't even know who he was while I was training. You know, and that was uh, I left the training center three years, in, ago, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, my man was who, still in who, diapers when we nobody were knew where Pico was. Now Bubba thinks Pico's you know, now Bubba thinks this kid's overrated and that he's doing himself a disservice by not going to college and by going right to the little training listen, center. Listen, I'm not hating on the kid. I, like, every, I guess some people see it as me hating on the kid. Like, oh, he's not gonna. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying before Bellator gives him a million dollars. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to college. I'm too good for college. Let me just skip that and, you know, let everybody know how great of a wrestler I am. I'm like, first do something in high school that's worth saying, oh, I I can skip college. Then talk about going to the Big Ten and wrestling in college where it's like the the gritty of the gritty. It's like D1. It ain't. I mean, there were so many guys that like Aaron Pico that came in the high school that were in high school that were great, magnificent, the number one recruits. And then they go to college and they just, you know, what happened to that guy? Oh, you was the man in high school school what happened to you kind of thing and and i've seen it hundreds of times and then i've seen guys who weren't anything like phil davis wasn't a state champ or anything like that and then comes out and being a two-time finalist in ncaa champ you know what i mean so it's like there's there's yeah. different spectrums so before you can say oh, i'm skipping it i'm just gonna go to the olympics he didn't even win junior worlds you know i won junior worlds you know he didn't win cadet worlds you know these are things that he didn't do that he's like oh i'm skipping the i'm skipping this whole process because i'm too good for it and right. it's just like for wrestlers like myself and usman and and there's other guys in the game that are just like whoa 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 whoa, whoa young buck it's just those levels Prove of experience it's yeah. that level of experience you have to go through yeah Got to. Yeah, you, you know, I, I completely I completely agree. I see both sides, you know, and that's one thing that I like to do is I like to kind of read it on both sides. And, and I see both sides. I completely agree with what Bubba's saying. You know, it makes valid points. You know, like there's guys that, that come out of high school and they're they're just the man. And I and I have just lists and lists of guys in my mind right now. And they get that I can rocked. Think of that, you know, that, that just, go just... into college and then they just, they, they realize that, oh, I, I can't, I'm not about this life. I'm not about this grind. They can't. They can't cut it. And I mean, they end up falling off like that. What are you saying, man? You know, but on the oh. but on the other hand, there there are guys that when you know, you know. There are guys that that can just do that. Like, example, Henry Cejudo. He's a kid. He went straight out. Went to the Olympic Training Center. And Henry's one of the few guys, very very few guys, that were, was able to achieve that ultimate goal. By being the Olympic champion, yeah. Although but, the medal couldn't fit around his head, know. he's got a huge head. That guy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 at the same time, look at guys like 
And Henry Cejudo, Henry was competing. Uh, look at guys like Troy Nickerson. That was uh, Henry Cejudo uh, was supposed to have trouble uh, with wrestling at the uh, Junior Nationals one year. But they, you know, unfortunately, they never got to wrestle each other. And Troy Nickerson ended up going to college. He, you know, he, he struggled, but he was definitely at the top of the totem pole to where he ended up getting an NCAA title out of the picture. You know, out of four years, I think he what he won it once. Yeah. And yeah. and and that you know, guys like that, like you see these these huge top notch guys, they come out and they're not extremely successful as they think they will be. Yeah, yeah. But when you know, you know. So if that's the route that he wants to go, then in two years, I want to sit back and say. You know what? That kid's got it. Or I want to sit back and, and say, you know what? All I'm saying is, baby, won't you come my way? Come my way. Just swing him, <laughs> Bellator, swing him my way, and and I, you know, I'll be his gatekeeper. That's all I'm saying. Bubba, and I want, hey, and I, we'll switch contracts. Hey, Bubba, I think he's fast, though. He's kind of fast. Yeah, he fast. He, he, but he's about also like he he, and he's about that life, and he's a good wrestler, and he's a good boxer. But I'm a grown ass man with kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but enough about that. How about your boy Jordan Parsons? I know you see him in the gym. I'm gonna wreck his. I'm gonna wreck his life, man. Hey, I see him in the gym. He says, you know, he says I'm gonna take Bubba's lunch money. Yeah, man. He, he told. Said, he, he literally told me he's gonna take. He's gonna take my scout back to his mom. And you know, it, it, you're gonna say a lot of good stuff. You know, whatever you can say to pump yourself up and you know your little daydreams and fantasies. I'm okay with that. But to say that. I cannot take him down in the cage or outside of the cage is asinine. It's it's to all to, right, all to right. Be, to, yeah, now that think, now that that might be a little. It's a little to much. think that he is on some say. type of narcotic is what I think. Uh, and I know he trains hard. Who doesn't train hard? Every, oh, he's a hard trainer. Uh, I don't yeah, give a how many. Yeah, he's he's tough, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wreck his life. You're gonna wreck his life. His life. He's gonna rethink the sport of MMA after we get done. So Kamaro, how's this kid looking? Give, give us a scoop. Jordan, Jordan's looking good, man. He, he's training hard. He's looking real good. He's training really, really hard every day. And, uh, you know, and one thing that I like about him is he asks questions. You know, if he's not getting it, he's going to ask questions. His question is, why you is Bubba's know, foot so, up my ass? That's <laughs> what it's going to be. What? His question is going to be, why is Bubba's foot up my ass when they fight? <laughs> hey Adam, you can't be picking sides here. Come uh, on, man. No, I, fuck that, man. I'm on Team Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on teams now. I'm, I'm on Team Jesus. Marina. I'm He's on Team. I'm on Team Marina. I'm oh on team man, Bubba. this is a new Adam. Guy. I'm 100 on Team Bubba. That's my, that's my friend, my co-host. That's yeah, my best my yeah, boy. but everybody's your friend. It. No, I don't know Jordan oh, Parsons. That's <laughs> right. He don't know oh, Parkinson's. Just, like just like you dapped up my opponent in my last fight. But he's here talking to you. But exactly, your opponent ain't on the phone right now. Do it for the Fine, do it for the Snapchat. And do it for you the what, views. You know, what made it, you know what made it even worse? You know what made it even worse? I watched it over. I'm like, is that Adam Hunter? Did he just dab up Hunter? And he had the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, this, this five like go get him. It was a highlight of my life. I'm not going to lie. No, listen. Uh, Kamaro, if you were my co-host, I'd be on Team Kamaro. And uh, 100%. I, I, am, I was rooting for both of you guys because both of you guys seem like nice guys. And both follow me on Twitter and yada, yada. And in this in this but case, most, but you, as being a wrestler, you being a wrestler, this is one thing that you know, and that I've noticed. Like the guys, like the Brazilian community here, they stick together. It doesn't matter if they're right, wrong. One of them shot a guy; they still stick together, and that's kind of like a, it's a brotherhood that you have in wrestling with wrestlers. Yeah, I don't care who's fighting. If I know one of the guys a wrestler, 
it's going to be very hard for me to bet against him. Right. Very hard. Right, so you can understand why the hell I'm going to beat the brakes off of Jordan. You can understand that. You, hey, you can easily hey, you can hey, sniff I, that hey, out. I'm not, <laughs> you ain't got to pick sides. Go ahead. Say what you were saying. It's a brotherhood. So you understand with our brotherhood being. Very, very true. Very true. Very <laughs> plus, true. plus Jordan's half black, right? He's half black. Bubba's full black. Right. You, you got to go for the full black guy, right? The full black wrestler. You're black. He's black. I mean, you're like Nigerian. Black. Look you're, at the white guy bringing race into this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this white guy over here bringing all the race into this to make the final decision. Terrible. No, but I'm just going to sit back and sip this tea. Me too. <laughs> this tea is amazing. By the way, what happened to Rashad? I know that's your teammate. What I was I was I pick Rashad all day over Bader. What happened? Yeah, me too. I'm an ASU guy and I pick Rashad. Man, Rashad is uh, you know, I'm a you know, this is the first time I I've actually like talked about it, you know, outside. Rashad is, you know, Rashad's like my brother. He's like my big brother. You know, it's not just he, he's you know he's like my big brother. The reason I'm here in uh in, with the Black Zans is because of Rashad. You know, when they were putting the team together, he um, I came down to help them train years ago, and he uh, just said, "Hey, man, I think this is the place for you." And then when I decided to leave the Olympic Training Center and go into MMA, I had a couple of options that I places to go, but I chose to come down here. You know, he not only opened his home to me, but we, we gotten so close. Like, I consider him my big brother. And watching him go through those two years of not fighting, of being injured, it was rough. It was a, it was a tough, yeah. it's, it's tough to watch that, you know. And then, you know, after the first, just after the first surgery, he's coming back and he feels like, okay, I'm going to get back in there. I'm hungry to fight again. And all of a sudden, boom, you tear it. First day, first practice gone and you know that that was very hard and to just watching him train and get get you know prepared for this fight i mean you can see after two years of not fighting fighting is a very delicate very tough sport and so two years of being outside that cage it's very it's very rough to come back at your peak prime and fight ryan Bader. You know, and i know yeah. that's what and i know that's what everybody was expecting no coming from someone like rashad evans who has crazy knockouts over some of the best in the sport in, the, in that division you know, and so it, it it was one of those things that, you know, I think first he needed to prove to himself that he can be healthy and, and still fight. And then, you know, now I think he knows that, you know, because well, let's be honest. If you watch that fight, he was the aggressor the whole time. You know, Bader won the fight because Bader jabbed out jabbed the whole time and got two takedowns, which weren't uh, took you down or held you down. It was takedown. I got right back up. Rashad could have done whatever he wanted in that fight if he really committed to it. And, you know, and, and I'm not taking anything away from Bader. Bader's a tough guy, and Bader, you know, I think he, Bader trained hard. Bader really wanted that fight, and he got it. You know, but I think, you know, it was a big thing for Rashad to prove himself that my knee is healthy enough to hold up, and I can still compete the way that I want to. So he can, you know... Get yeah. back in there as fast as he wants to uh, and climb that ladder again. Absolutely. Now, has Bubba talked to you about Tip of Fighter, by the way? Absolutely. Yeah, Bubba is talking to me about Tip of Fighter. Tip of Fighter is, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a great thing that they started. You know, unfortunately, you know, guys like me, I'm, I'm like kind of at my manager's mercy because I didn't, you know, I don't, I didn't, I came into the sport and I basically said, okay, here, this is what I want to do. Can you help me? And then they're helping me. Now, if my manager feels like, okay, this is the right way to go about it or this is not the right way to go about it, or I don't really understand this contract or what's in this contract, then 
you know, I, I have no choice but to kind of listen to my manager right. and say, hey, okay, I, I trust you, and, you know, and if you don't understand this, then, you know, I'm, I, I really don't understand it either. But I, I think it's a great thing. You know, they got a couple of my buddies that have signed, like Anthony uh, Bershek, yep. that you love to make fun of his wife's, uh, <laughs> his wife you has know, titties. splattered. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes. I love Mercedes. <laughs> They're good people. Yeah, yeah no, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, look, we, there was a girl, Andrea Lee, on the Invicta early card that like no one w- that made as much money as she made for the fight in Tip of Fighter so uh, it's actually a great thing now listen Camaro uh, we're all going to be watching your fight December 19th it's on the undercard of the Donald Cerrone uh, Dos Anjos Usman tell him how to mm-hmm. say your first name yes my first name is you know what just call me Camaro it's Camaro <laughs> Camaro it's long it's, it's, it's the K-A-M-A-R-U-D-E-E-N which is Camaro Dean but just call me Camaro. That's, You're like calling him a that's... car. You're like, Camaro, uh, this is what we're going to do, Camaro. <laughs> I like I'm how like... I just became so much whiter during that impression. <laughs> uh, Camaro. Well, listen, thank you for being on the show, man. We're all going to root for you against your fight, and then uh, you're going to root for Bubba on November. So thank you so much. <laughs> it, was an, it was an honor having you on the show, hey, man. Don't put me out there like that. Uh, I know. We already know. We I, I already know what's up, so you ain't got to front with me. Jordan should know as well but i mean i, I can t- i can tell them i can show them better than i can tell them november 20th it's going down cool well thank you so much man yeah. all right thank you guys for having me man. thank you thank you camaro by the way that interview was brought to you by tip a fighter go to at tip or at tip a fighter fighters are extremely underpaid we can make a difference by getting these guys paid more money go to tip at tip a fighter also i'm drinking camara coffee the best tasting coffee in the world K-I-M-E-R-A-K-O-F-F-E-E dot com. Become the legend. Use the code MMA Roasted. They have nootropics, and uh, that will help counteract Alzheimer's and other horrible things that could happen to you. AIEASC.com, the best signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, and everything else in between. I'm telling you, the guy Sean, he's a great dude, amazing dude, sponsors Marina, sponsors lots of fighters. Check this guy out. Also, remove it restoration. Uh, have gang members taken over your place? Is there graffiti everywhere? Is your place looking like shit? Okay, go to removerrestoration.com. They will take care of it. 888-424-9697. And well as Decipher. Decipher, they've helped, uh, they can help you with confidence building, advising celebrities, help you reach your goals, youth and teen life coaching, whole family coaching, contract negotiation, MMA fighter and boxing negotiations, car sales, real estate, social media managing, contract review. These guys do everything. Just call them up. <laughs> Di-cipher.com. We need to get this party going, so we're calling Lance the party starter, Palmer. Yeah! Uh, a guy you wrestled, right? My boy. Did you ever wrestle him? Yeah. Who won? Well, we're not going to put that out there. Why? Um, oh, shit. I, I, I did some bad things to him. What'd you do? I beat him a lot. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're about to talk to him, and I don't want to like him getting on the podcast and be like, oh, yeah, it's cool that I got to talk to you guys, and then right before that, Bubba was shitting on me. You're not oh. shitting on you. I'm just asking if you... Facts is, I, we wrestled eight times, and I beat him seven times. Wow. Damn. Wow. That's right, yeah. But that's my boy. Like, you write down a little notebook? Well, you got to know how many times you've wrestled someone, and then this you got to know true. the results. Hello. Lance Palmer, how are you? 
Good, man. How's it going? Good. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Baba Jenkins, Marina Shafir. How are you? What's up? What's going on? So Doing good. Just finishing up uh, Benavidez, uh Megan O'Levy rehearsal. No way. For uh, the wedding tomorrow. That's what? amazing. So, so you're all dressed yeah. up right now with your hair all slicked back and looking all cool? Where's the wedding? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's in uh, it's in beautiful Las Vegas. So we're Dang. Just, uh, are the are, are the figures yeah. are the figures on the cake actual size or no? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> well, congratulations, man. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. I'm 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 excited for for them. They're a very sweet couple. Joe's a nice guy. Megan's a very very sweet girl. Uh, so um, how are you doing, man? Doing good. Just uh, waiting for my next opponent to sign the contract, and uh, I've just been training. I'm fighting December 18th in Vegas at the Cosmo for a World Series. So. It's kind of improving before that. And now, who do you want it to be? I don't know. I don't honestly don't care whoever it is. But uh, they're working on trying to get a couple guys, seeing you know who is going to sign the contract or whatever. But he's I can't champ. really say until he, he, he's it a champ. He don't care. I mean, <laughs> when you're sitting at the highest seat, you don't really care who's knocking at the bottom. You know, you just you're just gonna sit there and wait for the guys to come through. Ain't that right, Palmer? Well, I think it's more just like trying to improve myself now that I'm not really looking to win the belt and I'm defending the belt. It's just improving myself every day instead of worrying about who there is next in front of me. Uh, you know, your fight camp is where you sharpen up and really focus on a certain imp- opponent, but you really get better in between fight camps. And that's something a lot of people get wrong. They take all that time off and that's all your time you have to improve. So. That's kind of something that uh, that I've been trying to work on is making all my improvements in between camps and then using the fight camp just to sharpen up and get to ready peak. to smash the dude. Now, how um how close are you, do you think, to being in the UFC? Or do you have any desire to be in the UFC? I've been offered already, um, but my contract with World Series uh, didn't let me out to uh, to fight. But it's uh, they're taking care of me at World Series, so... I have three fights left on this contract with World Series, and I'm just taking it one fight at a time. But, um, I mean, I I know it'll happen when the time is right, so it's not really something that I'm uh, that I'm worried about. Now I'm the- taking care of financially with World Series, and and Ali and Ray Sefo are great people, and so it's not uh, not anything to rush out of. Now, there's a lot of drama in your camp right now as far as TJ leaving uh, and going over to Elevation, Team Elevation. What's your take on all that? Um, I don't know. There's a few things, and we haven't really hashed everything out as a team yet, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But my my opinion of it is, you know, it, he he did his camp in Denver last fight also. So, for me, it's not anything different. Um, the only difference is that he's going to be – be announced as from team elevation instead of team alpha male. So, uh, that's honestly the only difference TJ's, you know, he's a really close friend of mine and he kind of took me under his wing also when I first started fighting and we went and trained down in LA and, you know, in Vegas and he kind of brought me around before, you know, before I was able to do that on my own with a bunch of different coaches. So, uh, you know, I love TJ, you know, as a, as a friend and kind of like a brother. So, you know, whatever he feels is going to take him to the next level and, you know, make him better than he is now. I, I think that's that's what's most important. And it, it sucks to see a guy go and train at a different team. But 
that happens all the time. Any team you're at, whether it's Jackson's or whether it was Black Zillions, there's been tons of people who change gyms and, and go to different places and nobody really bats an eye, but I think it's because our team is such a tight knit team different from anyone else. And that's why it's kind of such a big deal in the media. Um, now, how do you think, uh, you think he's the end up fighting Faber? What's that? Do you think him and Uriah are going to end up fighting each other? I don't know. I, I don't know how that would, uh, I know that it has to come down to the financial part of it. It has to be right for both guys. Even though we're not at the same team, there's a relationship there that's bigger than that. So I think it'll come down to uh, it'll come down to the money for sure. They they both said that they said the money would have to be right to fight, and that's still the case. Even though there are different teams now, the money would still have to be right because that's the biggest fight that people want to see now at that weight class. Mm-hmm. Now, now you've been in practice with both of them. Who wins that fight? Honestly, I don't know. Come on, they both have they, they both have the ability to win against each other in different scenarios. So, I mean, that that's a fight that would actually be exciting to see um you know, for me to see. I don't I honestly don't know. It's crazy. It could go it depends which way the fight goes or where the fight ends up to to who would win. So, that's why, you know, that's why it's the big money fight at that weight class, I guess. Yeah, cuz they know each other so well. It's like, yeah, it would, it's it, gonna, and it may not even be a good fight because they both know each other yeah, so well. So I don't so know. Like I couldn't really line. predict that. Yep. Now, um, you recently said that you think you would destroy Conor McGregor. Uh, would you elaborate on this? I just believe that that my ability to control a guy and finish a guy on the ground is is something that not many people have, even in the UFC at my weight class. And... I mean, the way that the way that I watch my teammate take that fight with literally no training and still be able to go in there and just basically off the couch and and obviously Connor came out and got the finish and did what he did, but that was basically with Chad being exhausted, extremely exhausted and just not having anything left in the tank to go and he did the best he could with what he had. So for a full camp and like my training and what I've been doing, I don't think I don't see myself having trouble in that fight. That's cool. Now I watched one of your fights, uh, one of your wrestling matches last night against Metcalf, uh, which and I think it was like the NCAA's. It was probably one of the craziest scrambles I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm talking about? The the Big Ten finals, maybe. The, it was like you can't. You were you were losing. And then, and then you you were you were down by one. You went in for a double leg. You had him. You, you had him in that double, and he was able to get out of that. But it was like so close. You know, fuck. It was like one of the best. Oh, wrestlers. you're talking about it was NCAA's my sophomore year when I had the double leg. Yeah. I actually nowadays that would have been two because his hand touched the mat when I was behind him. Yeah. And he was grabbing my singlet but they didn't give me two on it. And there was controversy because he, like, pulled my headgear and went around the back, and that's how he scored his two points in the match. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That was insane, though. Yeah, that was a crazy match. I know that Bubba wants to fight 
Matt Metcalf. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Palmer wants to fight Metcalf too. Everybody who was of that generation <laughs> and everybody who's in 149 between the years of uh, let's say 06 and 2010. I think everybody who's fighting now wants to fight Metcalf. You call Caldwell. I'm pretty sure Caldwell will want to fight him as well. Why does everybody want to? Oh fight yeah, him? even though Caldwell beat him in the finals, he still want to fight him just yeah. for shits and giggles. Yeah, for I sure. I think we, I think we would all love that opportunity. <laughs> that's why, why he's. That's why his ass is staying over there on that wrestling mat. He ain't trying to come into the cage with us dogs. Nah, it, no, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't want any part of that. There's uh, no it, doubt about there's that. There's a rivalry of, you know, all of it. we are all in the Big Ten. We all wrestled against each other. And Metcalf happened to be the top guy at the time. And he was just, all of us were cool with each other. It's just that Metcalf was the biggest dick ever. Right before I wrestled Metcalf in the Big Ten finals, I was like, hey, man, good luck on the match. You know, good luck tonight or tomorrow, whenever the match was. And he wouldn't shake my hand. He wouldn't even look at me. And I was like, yo, if I if I wasn't wrestling you tonight, I would try to beat the shit out of you right here in the crowd. But I'm wrestling you tonight. And I end up losing. And I've lost to him every time I've wrestled him. And I would say that most times he got the upper hand on, on, of us as a group. That's why we're waiting for him to come over to MMA. Is he going I told, to? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> hell no. I, I told him I'll fight that fight pro bono. You don't have to give me nothing. Just let me have some sponsors. And I'm on that ass. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel too. I think it's like we've everyone had a, a mutual respect because arguably our weight class toughest in, of all time. You know, two thousand seven, two thousand eight was the best, most stacked weight ever at the of NCAA tournament, yeah. and we all had a, a mutual agreement. You know that you know mutual respect and everything. And Metcalf was the only guy that was kind of like. And nobody really liked him because he was just a dick and didn't really give that respect to the other guys. Yeah. We had one of those in judo. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? And you're waiting for her to come over. So. I can't say her name. Yeah. We just want, and I, and I, I agree that I, I would I would put Frank Molinero on that list. I don't know how you feel about Frank Molinero, but I'll fight him for free, too. We'll see. We need to come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good old Frank. <laughs> now, now, Lance, do you have, do you have a, a, a girlfriend or no? Yeah, I've been dating a girl. Um, I actually met her at Ohio State. Actually, Bubba met her before I started dating her because me Uh-oh. and her drove to Penn State for an Ohio State-Penn State game, and she always laughs because we were all hammered one night and we were eating chicken wings, and Bubba <laughs> had, like, sauce all over his face and all over his fingers, and that's, like, what she remembers about Bubba. She's like, she's like I, she always loved Bubba just because he was – he was fun to hang out with. We partied that night at Penn State. And I'm the one that gave time, Lance so. Palmer his party boy name. Uh, really? <laughs> nah, nah. I'm joking. I can't, I can't hang out that with is, Lance So she remembers Bubba because of chicken wings. We had some wings. good wow. times, man. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. Not, you know, man, me and Palmer go back a long time. Not even not even in college. I knew I knew Palmer back in high school. Along oh, wow. with, you know, Burroughs and Caldwell and the rest of those guys. When you're coming up and, you're, oh, yeah. and you were as good as we were on that level, it was like we were kind of, we kind of knew we were the next generation. We kind of knew we were the future. When you're watching, exactly, we were, were fighting for the MVP awards at the Beast of the East yes, and all the big tournaments. And I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we went way back. And now, and now that I see that he's uh, the champion in World Series of Fight, I always root for the guys that I knew, especially out of high school, especially the wrestlers. And when it's someone like Palmer, Party Boy, you know, him being the champ of World Series of Fighting, me trying to get to that level of being the champ of Bellator, it's like. 
this whole period of life, we've just been kind of neck and neck trying to and get the only, to the top. And the only loss, to his only loss is to Georgie, uh, yeah. who beat you, we, and yeah. that's who trains with Marina. So yeah. It's like the weirdest fucking triangle. It's a small world, but it you is. know, it, but the that's fighting. Seats only hold one. Yeah, Not absolutely. a lot of people fight, and you're gonna bump into people that you are either have fought or going to fight. It's just meant to happen like that. Yeah. Now, uh, now, yeah, exactly. Now, Lance, what's going on? So Paige Van Zandt has now dated Touchy Feely and uh, Cody <laughs> No Love. Uh, is she just running through your whole team? Like, what's going on here? I think she's trying to date Sage Northcutt now. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. No. I, I don't know. I think she really only truly dated Cody. But she had like a fling with Feely before that. Uh, now, I mean, is there anybody? I mean, because I might join the team. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, hey, I don't honestly. I don't really know. I mean, she spends a lot of time in Reno, where she's from, yeah. and she comes to Sacramento during her camp. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm cool with her, and and she's cool, but we don't really, you know, we don't really hang out that much to the point where I really know her that well. But uh, now you know she's she's doing her thing, so I don't know. Now Cody you can't hate the play; you gotta hate the game. Of course, of course. Now, 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 Cody said that she wasn't letting him have sex with her because of her Christian values. Is that is that complete bullshit or what? Said that she what? That she was holding out sex because she's a good Christian. Uh, is that tr- was that true? Come on, give us the real scoop. I have no idea, honestly. I I don't know what uh what she I don't really know what she does or what she preaches as her religion or whatever, but oh. I mean, she's a cool girl and, uh, yeah. you know, she's, she's part of the team. She's, <laughs> she's, uh, she's a cool person and I don't really know anything like that deep about her, but now, I'm sure Cody does. <laughs> yeah. He probably knows a lot about the deep. Now, as far as, yeah. now, as far as Uriah's allegations about Dwayne Ludwig, he said that, uh, he was making black jokes all the time. Selling peanut butter. Selling peanut butter. Not, <laughs> not training women. Is that true? <coughs> Charging everyone? I'm, well, I mean, the, uh, like there's a lot of things that were said jokingly, like in a racist way. And then there was, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of other things that went on at the gym. But, I mean, to be honest, it, like, it was only things, you know, I didn't really get too deep into it, but there was only things that, you know, certain people got to see or certain people were really affected by because, obviously, you know, he wasn't saying racist jokes to me or anything, so I never really heard it. I would only hear it on the mat, like him jokingly say something, like, you know, you know, say, like, hey, you know, stay away from the white girls or something like that, just, like, kind of joking but you know it's, who knows i mean it, you know this whole so thing with, this whole thing between Dwayne and Faber Dwayne and Faber is kind of just played out in my opinion yeah. i think they both need to just leave it alone and move on that was a year ago and i know Faber needed to get it off his chest but it's just like dude settle down leave the shit alone and let's move on because honestly nobody i mean it seems like everybody cares but we're all done with it i don't really give a shit either way so who's your new who's your new striking coach What's that? Who's your new coach? The, the uh, new coach you guys bring in? Are you guys gonna? You think? I don't know. The the past year I've been using uh, Joey Rodriguez, who's uh, he used to be a boxer, and uh, he's he's been my boxing coach for the past year. And honestly, he's helped me sharpen up a lot of my boxing and and all my striking the most out of anybody at our gym. Uh, you know, Campman was there for the past year, showing some stuff and helping out, but. We need somebody who really wants to take over in that leadership role, like Dwayne did when he was here. 
Um, but I don't know who the coach. I don't know who our coach is going to be. That's actually something that we're working on right now. Cool. Well, Lance, it was an honor having you on the show, man. Uh, love to have you back on the show. Get back to the party. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks a lot. It was good talking to all you guys. Bye, Lance. Take care. Yo, and you need to hurry Bye. up. And you need to hurry up and get my 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 son a training partner. We need we need to go have this the Bubba J Palmer twos in here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I'm down, but don't don't pull me into that group yet. I'm still having too much fun. <laughs> all right, my man. Take it easy. All right, later, man. That was uh, that was Lance Palmer. Good dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's Palmer's, nice dude. Palmer's chill. He's one of the very professional. Yeah, is yeah. what I like to say. He, he said, "Well, he's the champ now." So there's there's a difference between like when you're trying to be the champ and you can say what you want to win. You know, you're literally the face of an organization yeah. where you have to say the right things and be you know a little bit PC in this world that we're living in. So yeah. you know, you can tell that he's definitely modified his stances and and has ha- has heard these questions before. <laughs> very prepared for the answers. I know. Very. You prepared, know. Yeah. So I, it was it's good. You think of people that aren't prepared. <laughs> you, you you're, you're looking for something, huh? <laughs> no, I was just figuring. You know, it's always good when the people. It's just. Well, I like the way you get awesome. guys that are like have never done interviews before. They just tell you whatever they want. Yeah, like, and then they like don't have a. They don't have like a, a filter. A filter on like what they're answering, so they'll just tell you everything. And then in the back of their brain, they're like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> did I say too much? <laughs> God damn it!" You don't have much yeah. of a filter, though, Marina. I don't. Yeah. That's, that's. But I know what I want to say. There's yeah. a difference. I think when you went on when you went on Ariel show, they said you set the record for most fucks ever on a. Yeah, it's because he caught me as I was walking into the gym, and I just got had like an energy drink, on an empty stomach, and I was really you excited, pumped up. Yeah, and we we were just had like a really good day of training, so I was just like. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, 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 and this fuck, and fuck, fuck. Now, I want to thank everyone for our podcast. By the way, if you were wondering where Brittany Palmer was, she couldn't make it today. She was very sweet. I talked to her on the phone. She will come in the next couple weeks. Uh, so I want to thank our sponsors, Tip a Fighter. Listen, fighters, you need to be making more money, okay? And there's somebody out there who's doing something about it. Go to at tipafighter.com. At tipafighter. It's 100%. Uh, it's not charity. We are putting money into your pockets. Tipafighter.com. There's no reason you shouldn't be making more money. Also, Camara Coffee is the most delicious coffee I have ever had in my life. It has nootropics, which are brain vitamins. Use code MMA Roasted. Camara Coffee, become the legend. American Icon Autographs, AIASE.com, the best sports, celebrity memorabilia, and events. Signed collectibles from Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marluce Conan, and more. AIASE.com. As well as Remove It Restoration. Has your business been vandalized? Have gang members taken over your storefront? Well, call the professionals at RemoveItRestoration.com, 1 888 424 9697. And Decipher, D I C Y P H E R. Okay, it's a lifestyle firm designed to make your life better. Today's world is full of difficulty. Why not make life easier? Decipher is a company designed to cover a wide range of issues with the goal of making life painless. Specialized in life coaching, mental coaching, negotiations, personal advising, and even business consulting. All services designed to help you maximize your all services designed to help max 
All services designed to help you maximize your full potential. Okay, I want to see you. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you next week. We've got a great show next week. We have Kelvin Gastelum, Ashley Evan Smith, uh, all kinds of great people in studio. This week, I will be at the Comedy and Magic Club tomorrow night, and uh, as well as the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Saturday night at the Ha Ha, Sunday at the Ha Ha, Monday at the Ha Ha. So, a lot of Ha Ha's there. Uh, come see me. Come check out Baba Jenkins, uh, and check out Marina Shafir everywhere. Bye.